Hello, everybody. Welcome to Wolf Den Live, episode two thirteen, the one with breaking news. Uh oh, breaking. Apparently, we now know who Banjo and Kazooie are named after. I saw that. I saw that. Why don't you read it? Uh, veteran games writer Andy Roberts. Uh, Robinson, who before resuming a career in journalism, spent a few years at ukulele developer Playtonic and has a very cool story about how Banjo-Kazooie got its name. This is uh, per Kotaku. While touring Japan recently, Robinson learned that the former Nintendo president Hiroshi Yamauchi, who passed away in 2013, had a son had a son called uh, Kazuchio, yeah, Kazuchio. Kazuchio uh, Yamauchi, whose name is more commonly shortened to Kazuchi, as in Kazooie. And he and um, Hiroshi Yamauchi has a grandson called Banjo Yamauchi. Now, now, how do you spell that? Wait, like Banjo. Do you have the article? Yeah. I need to see this article. All right. I'll throw it in the keep. Put it right at the top. Because that's that's not a normal name. No. <laughs> of course, the dog starts barking now. Yes. We got we got a lot of little ones in this in the yeah. family now. We're, we're, we're... This isn't my dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can confirm that's my kid. Uh, place your bets on who's going to make more noise. My good, our mother in the other room. True. Like she like just like old times. Will. Yep. Um, where's the banjo part banjo katuchi yeah it's spelt like banjo they didn't even try yeah all right well anyway how is everybody doing hello uh lewis morales hello underscore hello xavier meyer hello that dude hello rock and val hello everybody oh anyone and everyone who is here tonight and a special hello to Rue in the other room. Gene Koff, Morales, Bryce Gagner, The Bear 339, Sam Sindelar, Aiden, Menu, Ahmad Lay McGower? Yep. Seven, Rusty Shackleford and Ann Leslie. Thank y'all, everybody. Appreciate all y'alls. Love y'all so much. Yeah. We got like a lot. Surprisingly, yes, yes, we do. I always say it's surprising, but this one is extra surprising. Yeah, because nothing happened. You know what it is? There's a lot that happened during the week. Some of it's old news for people. Yeah, but it's important to talk about. Mm -hmm. Like I had this top story in my uh, like I put it in the notes like on Sunday. I thought I muted this. Get out of here. Um. Yeah, so it's been a while. Yeah. Sony put out a little survey to people. Okay. I'm to following. Their, to their play yeah. state. Uh, who do they give it? Well, I'm just going to read the article. Okay. Uh, where's the screen? Boop. Uh, this is according to Push Square. Sony's doing some research into PlayStation 4's popular remote play feature. Potentially teasing some tantalizing new ways to play. As part of a survey shared on Reddit, the manufacturer asked whether respondents would be interested in streaming their games to other devices like the Nintendo Switch or Apple TV. You'd think that that would be really exciting information to a lot of people. 
Yeah, that's that's a that's a big ass deal. It also asks whether users would be enticed by an offline version of remote play. <laughs> okay, so magic is what they mean. Yeah, I'm not sure how that would work, but though it doesn't elaborate on how this would work, how this would actually work. Right. Elsewhere in the questionnaire, the platform holder po- uh, po- posits the possibility of playing previous generation games such as PS1 and PS2 via remote play. There are also references to minor quality of life improvements, such as the removal of unused controls on touchscreens to free up display space. But perhaps most interestingly of all is reference to a smaller portable on-the-go DualShock, which would include a screen, uh, did they say that? And allow you to play your games in a more convenient Wii U-esque format. Now, I don't remember that part. I remember seeing that, but I wasn't sure like what exactly they meant. But now that you read it out loud, they are basically just talking about the Vita. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they're saying Wii U esque format. Well, because that's I a guess Vita. Because the Wii U, um, the Wii U tablet was mm. literally just the tablet. Well, it's true. It, You're it, right. Yeah, and it, and it only worked with the Wii U. Um, the Vita was a more powerful device that was capable of doing more, I guess. Yeah, but the Vita also had remote play. True. Uh, but I see where they're getting at. Yeah. They're all interesting ideas, and while they're unlikely to all be in active production, it's fantasi- uh, fascinating to and fantasizing to learn a little more about where the Japanese giant's mind is at. How do you think remote play could be improved? Play anywhere in the comments section below. Um, I think it'd also be interesting to look at the survey that they sent out mm-hmm. because everybody's going nuts about the... PlayStation Now on Switch uh, part. Yeah. But a small DualShock sounds really cool. Um, so th- I guess somebody got this survey. Do- does it say where they got the survey from? I took a- I just took a survey for Sony regarding their remote play, and there were some interesting questions that possibly hint at upcoming features. Um, using remote play with the PS4. Yeah, okay. But where did he take the survey from? And did he? Is he gonna get sued now? <laughs> um, do you see the survey? I'm looking for it now. Uh, part of the survey shared on Reddit. Yes. All right. Well, it says via Reddit. Okay. At the bottom of Push Square. Uh, the ability to use PS4 remote play on a device without an internet connection. Okay, that's the where the magic comes from. Provide yeah. access to PS1 and PS2 games to play either generation games. Of course, we would. Want yeah, that. I, it's it's shocking that they haven't made that a thing already. Is anything? Is this survey just going to be yes across the board? <laughs> the ability to view all devices currently using remote play to select the video quality slash audio quality you want for a device you plan to use remote play for. Uh, sure, why not? I mean, yeah. if you're if you're offering. Uh, what else we got here? We got parental controls to help parents control how children use it. Sure, why not? Whatever. As a father, I think that's very oh, important. Oh, yes, because she's going to be... You know what? It's going to be no time, Will. She'll yeah. She'll be playing in no time. <laughs> She'll be playing a Switch. Yeah. Okay. If Uncle Bob has anything to say about it. Also, I mean, what's she going to play on PS4? <laughs> <laughs> I think I got Lego Batman You going to get her the new PS5? Yeah, True. She's going to barely be able to... She's like the size of the controller. Um, The ability to hide controls not needed for current uh, game playing to allow for a bigger screen size. Yeah, that's... 
Now that makes sense on like a phone, mm-hmm. but I, I keep thinking about this in terms of the Nintendo Switch. Right. So when they have like, they're talking about having the overlay of the controls on the screen. So like if you're going to be playing on a phone, which is not a good experience, don't do that. Yeah. A slim slash portable DualShock controller that is easier to carry on the go. That's what I heard. So, but does this mean it's going to have a screen or is this going to be more like one of those 8-bit do controllers that are like more flat that you can take with you? That's what I'm thinking. Because, um, what is it? I was talking about this guy right here. One of these guys. 8-bit do light. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking this. I'm actually, I'm actually referring, I was thinking more of, um, what the hell is it called? They're the rounded ones with the analog sticks. Oh, the Ness Pro. Yes. Because you would need analog sticks. Well, you'll probably see it in a minute. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, you're right. You would need analog sticks. Yeah, it would would have to be something like that because that's flat and you can like put it in your pocket and easily carry it, but it has all the necessary buttons. It doesn't have a touchpad, but nobody uses that. This would be sick. And this could be used on my MacBook too to play remote play. Yeah, you know, so I can mm-hmm. play remote play on my MacBook. I play it on my on my Switch mm-hmm. if they do that. Um, I mean, as it stands right now, if they release something like this, I'll be able to play it on my on my MacBook because they already have the technology. What yeah. sucks is you need a DualShock controller in order to do remote play on the on the MacBook. Yeah, which is annoying because I have that Scuff controller, which is awesome, and I can't. I was gonna set the scuff controller to be connected to my macbook all the time right so that i it i don't have to you know resync it uh but no so this would be great i could have this controller synced to my macbook at all times and it'll just be my macbook controller unless it's a garbage controller um and it'd be cool if this would work on the switch then maybe you could just use it for switch games yeah uh but this thing doesn't say screen Unless maybe we we have to go further. Uh, f- unless it's going to be one of those controllers that comes with a phone clip. You know. True. Well, what did Push Square say? Portable on the go da- uh, Dual Shock, which would include a screen. Anyway, the ability to customize the controller layout, positioning, size of controls to customize the controller to your hand size. All right. I mean, whatever, dude. Yeah. I've never. I, do you know of a controller that you can customize to your hand size? No. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know with like the the Elite controller, you can adjust the analog stick size. That's yeah. about it. Yeah, you can do that on a bunch of controllers, but the but the actual like grips. Unless like the next the DualShock Five or whatever, because you know it has the grips. You like take those off and put like different size grips on. But that's still weird because then the body. Wait, what are you talking about? Like, the DualShock has be... Five has grips. What are you talking about? The the legs that stick out of it. You talk about DualShock Five? DualShock, the, the, hypothetically, the DualShock Five is going to look like the DualShock Four, correct? Sure. Do you know how the like every DualShock has those two prongs to stick out? Oh, you're saying that it might have this? Exactly. Okay, I thought you were saying it does. Like it's gonna no. like like we know already. I no, like, I have no idea already. Anyway, uh, ability to connect different physical controllers to use for PS4 remote play. Hell yeah, dude. Yes. And it specifically says, um, for example, keyboard and mouse or Xbox wireless controller. Yes. 
Uh, yes, I would much rather yeah. be playing my PlayStation games with an Xbox controller. It's a better controller. <laughs> Uh, the ability to use PS4 remote play on a device without an internet connection. Of course. That's the second time we got that question. But what? How? <laughs> Magic, Will. We learned it already. I guess. Uh, the ability to view all devices. Cur- I read that. Yeah, I read that already. The ability to customize privacy uh, privacy settings within PS4 remote play to know you are protected. Sure. Whatever. Irrelevant to us. A slim portable dual. Sh- I read that. Uh, provide access to exclusive accessories or maps only found while play on PS4 remote play? No. No. Why would a map... Well, accessories maybe, but I would still like to use a controller like... If they're they're talking about that controller, I want to use that controller uh, on my PS4, maybe. You know? But like... What certain games like you only get the map if you use remote play? That's dumb. That's super yeah. dumb. Uh, unless they're gonna have like a subscription service, and maybe yeah. that's why. The ability to customize the controller. We already said that. This this thing is all over the place. Uh, I think I read that one. A uh, feature for a low power mode to help control battery life of the device using PS4 remote play. Doesn't the PS4 already have that? Um, not for remote play. Yeah, this is for specifically controlling, uh, helping save battery life. Right. Well, don't I think the controllers have like a low power mode? Like, if it doesn't detect it being used for a while, it'll like go into low power mode and then eventually turn off. Well, that that's different because okay. they're, they're specifically talking about the device that it's streaming on it's like this hypothetical remote play device yes like okay. like maybe like a like a yeah well how it's just a video it's just a video that's playing on the device really well it still takes a power i mean youtube takes up more battery power on my phone than anything else yeah but like okay if youtube went into a low power mode what does that mean it streams at a lower quality video probably probably but that's it yeah. So why don't they... Well, I mean, they can't say low-quality mode because that doesn't mm-hmm. sound good. Ability to play PS4 remote play on more devices. Yes, we are... Oh, wait, that's the big one. Yeah, and it says able to play on Nintendo Switch, Apple TV, or Android TV. They put Nintendo Switch right in the front because yeah. they knew... So, yes, this is exciting. This is, uh, this is what we want. Uh, I should note that when remote play first, like, started... It was available on a lot of devices, like uh, Sony Bravia TVs, uh, the Vita, obviously. Uh, I think even PS3 and PS4, um, and eventually uh, Mac, PC, uh, and I think even Android phones. Uh, but a lot of those were taken away. I think right now you can only do remote play on Mac and PC. I think not a lot of people used it. Yeah. It was awesome on the Vita when I used it. Oh, yeah. It was really cool. Because I remember uh, I used to play a lot of Destiny. And uh, I was I was I really wanted the Hawkmoon. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a handgun. Um, and I just could never get it. Because it was all, you know, like RNG based. You just have to keep doing raids and stuff until yeah. eventually you get a Hawkmoon. It just never happened for me. And then after a year of the game being out, uh, Zer, the merchant in the game randomly had the hawk moon one weekend but i was in florida 
So what I did was I had my girlfriend at the time grind some strange coins for me. And then she got the Hawk Moon, and then I was able to play on my Vita from home. I think I might have had you turn on the PlayStation for me. Yes. Yes. And I screwed around with the Hawk Moon, and it was awesome. And I wouldn't be able to have done that otherwise. Um so it was great on the Vita. I would love to try it on this. I, I tried it a little bit on my MacBook, but I was next to the PS4. So it's a little bit wonky to set up especially if you're using the same controller as your ps4 yeah i'd recommend having a dedicated controller but that's super annoying yeah um so i was wrong i was thinking of playstation now that's the one that was available on a bunch of devices and then they slowly whittled it away i was gonna say something but will's never wrong so it's true but i had faith uh playstation uh remote play is available it's still available on vita in fact, it's mandatory all PS4 games be remote play on Vita. Um, but it is also available on Mac, PC, and iOS and Android. Hmm. Uh, there is just a few more. There's like two more things on this. Yeah. Uh, on this thing, the ability to adjust the sensitivity of on-screen controls. Of course, don't yes. use on-screen sh- controls though. Um, how appealing do you find the following features? Oh no, that's just the beginning. It. This guy uploaded all the images backwards. <laughs> the ability to view the uh, Wi-Fi connection strength to see how strong the Wi-Fi connection is, sure. Yes. Yes, uh, you're going to need that. The ability to use PS4 remote play without a PS4 connected to the internet. We read that already. Feature yes, for low power. Yeah, we get it. Um, so, it's really exciting to have be able to play PlayStation games on the Switch in any capacity. Um, I think this is a real possibility that's going to happen, uh, sooner than we think, Mm -hmm. like possibly when the new consoles come out or maybe next year, something either. I mean, that's a wide window, but this year or next, like late this year or sometime next year, I would, I would say once the new consoles come out, we could be seeing this stuff happening on the switch. Um, and this doesn't mean this isn't like an announcement or anything, but uh, I think that the fact that they're thinking about it means a lot because this is Sony we're talking about. Yeah, this is not something Sony would normally do. Mm-hmm. And there's more evidence to this. Last year, we talked about uh, Project X Cloud coming to the Switch. Do you remember that? Yes. Sorry, I was uh just doing something on my phone. I do remember that because uh. This is around the time when Microsoft started bringing their games to the Switch and started doing a uh, cross-play uh, with Switch games. So this article is from Nintendo Insider from a, a year ago, February 22nd, 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, a rumor has swirled that Microsoft is pre- uh, preparing to support Nintendo Switch with Project xCloud. The ambition for their, quote, state-of-the-art global game streaming technology is to offer you the freedom to play the games that you want on any device. In this scenario, that would be the portable home console. That rumor comes from our good buddies at Direct Feed Games, who reports that such a move will be supported with Xbox Game Pass, the Netflix-style subscription service, coupled with Project xCloud becoming the means with which those on the Nintendo Switch will be able to diversify the games library that they have access to. 
-hmm. Importantly, the streaming technology will open the door for games that are otherwise too technically demanding for the portable home console to handle. This comes after it surfaced that Microsoft is to host an upcoming session at GDC 2019 next month called Xbox Live Growing and Engaging Your Gaming Community Across iOS, Android, Switch, Xbox, and PC with plans to reveal a new cross-platform Xbox development kit. The company has looked to help developers to connect players across these platforms. That's what we're getting at here. Yeah. They hosted a GDC conference talking about their streaming service, and they specifically mentioned Nintendo Switch on it. In fact, that happened last March. So usually they have... GDC sometimes will post the videos. Mm-hmm. and they don't get a lot of views and it's like yo these are really interesting uh let's see if it's there i would love to watch it no 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 not available <laughs> uh yeah i would love to watch it but that, that's what i'm saying xbox we we've known that xbox is gonna lean heavily into streaming mm-hmm. uh so a whole year ago they were talking about uh possibly going to the switch and now playstation's like i guess we gotta do something too yeah and there's a lot of people who would say that streaming on mobile devices isn't anywhere near where it should be right now it's not good it's not fun to play a streaming game it's not and never gonna work and blah 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 but we already have it we have examples of this working on the switch we have uh freaking Assassin's Creed Odyssey in Japan. In Japan. Uh, also, Resident Evil 7. Yes. Which I believe was the first game on the Switch to try cloud gaming, cloud streaming in Japan. There might be more. I think there is. I remember Resident Evil 7. Uh, yeah. th- these are all only in Japan, though. Yes. And they were a big success in Japan. I remember Resident Evil 7 sold a lot. Yeah. Um. Of course, you need an internet connection in order to do it. And Japan has an amazing internet infrastructure. Yeah. It's a lot better than what we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I know? When I was in Japan, Will. Yes. Uh, all of the hotels just had Wi-Fi passwords. It wasn't one of those things like you have to type in your room number or like log in and like select your password oh, really? or whatever. No, it's just, it's just, here's the password. And it's just like a home Wi-Fi. Wow. I know. It's crazy, right? Wow. And it just, the internet was good. Just, you didn't have to upgrade anything. So, they're set what up. A, what, a, what a science fiction country. What a wacky is. world. What they a, should what charge a, people for that. Yeah, you could make a lot of money with, off internet. Um, so, it works there. The only problem, the, another problem people might say is that you're not owning these games. Yeah. Like, 10 years from now, you're not going to be able to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey on your phone, on your on your Switch. Yeah, like if that, that server shuts down. down, you lose access to that game. Yeah. Uh, but if, you, if it's something like PlayStation Now or Project xCloud, you're paying a service. Yeah. You're, pay, you're paying a monthly fee. You're not uh, necessarily paying for the games individually. And that doesn't mean you can't pay for the games individually. Get a PlayStation. <laughs> and then you could do that. Yeah, but if you want to play on your Switch, a monthly fee sounds great. It, it'll, it, you know what? Honestly, it might be a monthly fee plus the price of the game, though. Mm, and that would suck. 
another argument is that uh how are they gonna have how are they gonna handle multi-platform games so like overwatch is on the switch right if you if you want to buy overwatch to play on your playstation now or whatever to play on your switch through that is nintendo gonna allow that do are they not gonna care so i mean theoretically the way it should work is that you know the game itself uh just gets beamed to like i guess you can call it a container Mm -hmm. and then the the system just reads what's ever in that container oh like an iframe basically yeah Mm -hmm. so sort of like how uh with video files like 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 in a like a vpn yeah like a vpn I was going to say, like, video files, there's the codec, and then there's the container. The codec is the actual uh, file format of the video, like Mm H.264, and the container is the file extension that reads that codec, like MP4, MOV, MPEG. A nice wrapped-up little package. Exactly. So you're saying that once it opens up, PlayStation can or Sony can do whatever they want? Yeah. Okay. I I think as long as they're paying a service and like if you like okay if you want PlayStation now on your Switch you got to buy the service through your Switch. Yeah. You know and you buy it through the eShop and then they get a they get a cut off the top. If you want to mm-hmm. buy individual games, I don't know if that's I don't know how that's going to work. I'd imagine it'd be through remote play. Yeah. Or maybe they're they could just be talking about games that are available on PlayStation now, which isn't all new games. Is right. it any new games? Uh, no. Yeah, it's all it's all old stuff, right? Yeah, uh, uh, they have I'm, PS4 games on there, but it's not anything recent. But XCloud does have new games. Yes. Uh, well, Game Pass has new games. All Microsoft first party games go to Game Pass immediately. What about so- XCloud? I'm I'm assuming once XCloud is like out of beta, it will have something similar because they've been really pushing Game Pass as like you know just sign up for the service you'll get all Microsoft stuff day one. So I'm imagining they would have to have something similar uh, for XCloud. So so the XCloud beta website has Gears Five. Yeah, May Cry 5, Tekken 7, Civilization 6, Madden 20. I would not be surprised if once xCloud is out of beta, it becomes Game Pass. Oh, like they just right. roll it all into one. It gives you the option to download the games or you can just stream it. That would make a lot of sense. Honestly, aside from that, the big difference between Game Pass and xCloud is streaming versus downloading. Otherwise, they're the exact same thing. I that would make me get a Game Pass subscription. Yeah. I don't have one currently because I don't usually play the games when they. I, I don't. There's just not a lot of Microsoft stuff that I want to play instantly. Right. Um. But if I could stream it like that, dude, especially if I could do it on my MacBook. Yeah. I'm freaking down. Also, the dude on the cover of Madden 20 looks like Eric Andre. Uh. He... I saw a picture of him before, like on Twitter, and yeah. I I almost wrote, "How is nobody?" confused about this i thought this was a joke uh what the hell is his name he is the he he's on the kansas city chiefs and they mm. just won the super bowl well, congratulations yeah he, uh, he is the first person to break the madden curse oh 
Patrick Mahomes. I need a better picture of him. He is the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. The Madden curse, for those of you who don't know, um, usually who was ever on the cover of that year's Madden has a very bad season. Tell me uh, that's not the- Eric Andre. I mean, yeah, no, it, it does look like Eric Andre. Dude, it looks like a joke. When I saw these pictures, I was like, why yeah. is he wearing why is Eric Andre wearing that jersey? But um Patrick Mahomes didn't not only had a great season, he won the damn Super Bowl. So there you go. Congratulations, Chiefs. Yeah. I was rooting for the Chiefs just because I heard that the 49ers were uh, being really cocky. I believe it. And I wasn't paying attention to the game at all. <laughs> um, so anyway, the point here is that we're... I I think we're very much getting a lot more streaming services brought to the Switch because all these companies are learning that they're not really it's better to be on multiple platforms with first of all it's better to sell people a subscription service it, yes it, i mean not for us but for them because yeah. it just, you're guaranteed more money like i pay xbox and playstation online when was the last time i used that yeah. i use it in death stranding to see where other people are pissing and that's it um but so people are going to do that they're going to you know, get this PlayStation Now subscription or the xCloud subscription, put it on their Switch, and then forget about it for a while um, and make them more money. Uh, and it's and if somebody doesn't have an Xbox, but they have a Switch, now you can get them to still buy a subscription service and still pay you. So that's just, it, it's better to break down the barriers and just sell to as many people as you can, no matter what device they have. Yeah. So... That's where I think that's going. Uh, we have another related story. We should probably... Well, actually, before we do that, I am Shadow Price. Thank you for the Twitch Prime sub. Thank you. Uh, anybody in the chat saying anything about this stuff? We've, I've been ignoring the chat. I've been I've been very focused on the topic. Uh, Ellis says, if you want to play a game with your friends, you sleep over their house and game all night and eat together and go do something the next day, then game some more. You, you, so that's just living with yeah. A, with a that's just having person. a life. <laughs> that's just be that's you're you're, you're living at that. You're not you got to go home at some point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anthony Anderson, question: Do you feel internet connection and controllers are the biggest problem with cloud gaming or something else? Internet connection, hundred uh, percent. Internet the connection problem. is the the number one biggest problem with cloud gaming right now. Controllers, I don't know. Because that's a simple solution. Just yeah, let us that, use whatever controller we have. Yeah, that's just making sure whatever controller you want to use is compatible. Um, and most controllers for these things are fine. Like a PlayStation, yeah. a regular PlayStation controller is great. Yeah. I know I crap on it all the time and say Xbox is better, but that doesn't mean the PlayStation controller is bad. Yeah, no, the, the DualShock 4 is a great controller. It's just that the Xbox One controller is better. Yes. Um, uh, so, so, so I'd say internet connection. I think Stadia did a good job by having the controller connect through Wi-Fi also so, to limit the latency. Yes, that's a good idea. And that's interesting. And from all accounts, when it works, it works great. But that's not going to be... Oh, sorry. That's not going to be a good solution for everyone. Not everyone is going to have a Wi-Fi controller and in most cases, it's easier and cheaper to use a Bluetooth controller. Well, what it? Well, yes. L- listen, if if that's all you got, that's great. 
Yeah. Uh, let everybody use what they have. Mm-hmm. But if they're going to release a DualShock 5 that's slim specifically for PlayStation Now, yeah. then why not put Wi-Fi in it? I saw you not paying attention at all. The no, I was saying. paying no, attention. Nobody, nobody cares about me. I saw a picture of your baby on the phone, my phone too. <laughs> My wife is trying to distract us. Joaquin says, congrats, Wolf Dad, Granddad, and Uncle Bob on the new member of your family. Thanks, Thank man. Thank you. Um, little baby Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Uh, Nate Bauman, didn't Razer remove Wi-Fi connection from their controllers? It had Wi-Fi connection? Remove? I didn't even know Razer had Wi-Fi controllers. I didn't know that either. Is that the Jungle Cat? I should I should have gotten my hands on that thing. I gotta be more out there, you know. Yeah, get your finger on the pulse of gaming hardware. Yeah, listen, nobody else did a multi shine controller. It's true. All right. Somebody left a comment on like my last week's video or something. There was some video, and they were like, uh, "All mag, there. You just you don't do anything unique. You just copy everyone else." I was like, "Listen, man." There's so many of us, and we all do the same thing. Yeah. We're going to step on each other all the time. Just find someone you like and watch their stuff. <laughs> but nobody else is doing a multi-shine controller review. Sure. One guy did a year ago. Anyway, there's related news to all of this. Yes. I was saying all these companies are breaking down their barriers, releasing their games on everybody else's console, and trying to get services all over the place because they're like, we just want more money. Wherever you are, we want your money. Uh, Nintendo doesn't even think PlayStation or Xbox will have a significant impact on its business. PS5 or Xbox Series X. The new stuff. Mm -hmm. They don't think that stuff's going to impact their business at all. This is according to Nintendo Life. Uh, 2020 is set to be a huge year for gaming with both Sony's PlayStation 5 and Microsoft's Xbox Series X planned to launch towards the end of the year. As its largest uh, rivals release upgraded tech, it would be understandable for Nintendo to be concerned about what impact this might have on Switch as we enter 2021 and beyond. But that doesn't appear to be the case. Do you think they said beyond on purpose? Yes. In a newly published Japanese Q&A with translations provided by VGC Video Game... See, uh, Nintendo <laughs> President, uh, video game chronicle. Oh, Nintendo President Shun Shun Shuntaro Furukawa, uh, previously discussed the upcoming rival consoles with investors. Quote: We will explain the uh, specific figures for the next fiscal year in our next fiscal year announcement. But I think there will certainly be a change in the environment as new products of our competitors appear, he said, going on to highlight his belief that the target audiences for Switch and its competitors are different. Because of that belief, Furukawa added, uh, quote, we do not believe that the business trends of other companies will have a significant impact on our business. So I think that also includes Xbox. Yeah. Just last month, NPD shared a survey which suggested more than 40% of Switch owners located in the U.S. also own a PlayStation 4 and or Xbox One. I believe that. Yeah. NPD Group's Matt uh, 
Catella also <laughs> noted that he doesn't believe Switch's rivals uh, will have any meaningful impact on its sales in 2020, saying the Nintendo Switch, quote, isn't a substitute to these rival systems. I agree. I've been saying forever that the Nintendo Switch is a great ancillary console to the one that you already have. Yes, that accidentally but, becomes your primary console. Exactly. It is definitely my primary console. Yeah. But I was always saying at first, you should have a PlayStation or Xbox to play the newest AAA stuff. Right. That's multi-platform because it's going to play them better. But I don't even like half of those that come out. They're all the same. They're yeah. all... Like every freaking Ubisoft game plays like the division. Every freaking Call of Duty is exactly the same. Every Assassin's Creed is exactly the same. So I don't even freaking play those anymore. You know? Yeah. Death Stranding. Uh, Hell yeah. It's different. It's cool. It's wacky. Uh Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. That was actually really good. Also, too, uh publishers are getting better at finding ways to put their games on Switch. Yes, that too. Well, because they're seeing the uh, appeal and the yes. giant uh, user base that it has. And it's not, and like it hasn't necessarily been the Switch version. It's the same game with this like graphical downgrade. Yeah, that's something. So when the Switch first came out, I was expecting to see a lot of games on this, like a lot of publishers drop games on the Switch, like mm -hmm. AAA stuff. But I was expecting it to be like the Wii version. Like when the Wii was around. Yeah. Every the Wii just got dumped with every game ever, yeah. and a lot of AAA publishers were publishing the same game on the Wii, but the Wii version was a garbage version. Yeah, not just always, the graphics being so, bad, but they like it would be made by a different developer, and it would just be just and the uh, gameplay would be different. Yeah, every year that there was a Madden game on the Wii, it was a drastically different game than it was on like the PS3 or 360. Like the PS3 and 360 got traditional Madden games and they were, you know, the joke is same game every year, just with a roster update. The Wii version of those same Madden games every year was something completely different there, there because were, they never figured out how to put Madden on the Wii. I saw a, uh, a uh, did you know gaming where it was FIFA, I think on the Vita and it might have also been the Wii version. They just released the last year version. Yeah, with it was the, uh, on the Wii, yeah. They just changed the number and re-released yeah. it. Yeah, that is uh, that joke taken to its extreme. Yeah, I always say it's just the same game, but like, yeah. you know, with the new number. But this and time that was they literally like legit the same game. Yeah. actually did that. <laughs> so, and you wonder why people hate EA. Yeah, that, that's like crazy. They should have gotten some. Uh, should have gotten uh, a fine for that. I, I I didn't see it in the keep. But speaking of EA, did you see their investor call where they were like explaining why they don't have more games on the Switch? Is it because we're just we just are lazy, dude? <laughs> Basically, do they not see the? It's not that they're lazy. It's just you know the priorities. Like their priorities are not. I'm. I'm trying to find it because it was such a. It is really crazy. Bad that the only it was a, publisher it was a that's bad just not there. Uh, here you go, Forbes. Forbes, that's too legit. Yeah, EA has a bad reason for not releasing more games on the Switch. <laughs> Hell yeah, Forbes. Yeah, get uh, out. Let me just make sure this is from a few days ago. I think this is. 
Anytime we're evaluating platform conversations, we are looking at a couple of things. One, does the game really fit the profile of that platform in terms of control or community ecosystem? Two, do we think the community playing on that platform would appreciate the game to go there? Or would they prefer to play it somewhere else? If they... All right. (laughs) Two problems with that. One, what if they only have a Switch? Yes. I would prefer to drive a Lamborghini, but you know what? (laughs) Yeah. And two, um, I have some multi-platform games. And I have multiple platforms. The game would probably run much better on my Xbox or PlayStation. But for some reason, I prefer to play it on my Switch. It's because of the convenience. Yeah. I don't care about the graphics. If it runs the same, if it feels the same, I'm down. If it's stable, I'm cool. I don't need it to be 1080p. I don't need the textures to be nice. So I was actually talking to a coworker at my my real job about this. Because I was telling him about Mortal Kombat. And like, dude, Mortal Kombat 11 is on the Switch. It's great. It's like plays well and all that. Uh, the next day he comes back and he says, it looks terrible, which is true. It does. Yes. <laughs> um, so like he would rather get it on like PlayStation where it looks good. And I'm like, but it doesn't matter. The game still plays great and all that. He's like, nah, no, nah, but it looks really bad. I can't have that. And I said to him, but on the Switch, you can play it on the toilet. Yes. And all of a sudden, I'm the weird guy. <laughs> he, what a liar. Is he not looking at his phone when he's on the toilet? Exactly. What type exactly. of savage is just sitting there staring yeah, at the Yeah, like, everyone's looking at me like, are you serious? Like, don't, and I'm like, don't give me that. Y'all bring your phone into the bathroom. Yeah, or else you're a crazy person. Yeah. What, do you have a magazine in the bathroom? You read the same magazine every day? I know people who keep magazines in their bathroom for that reason. Like, in their home bathroom. They just read the same, like, article. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, nobody reads magazines anymore i know nobody reads anymore Get with the times granddad uh anyway there's this there's related story to this um yeah that eric's gonna have to cut all of our tangents out uh yeah xbox boss doesn't see nintendo as a main competitor either in the next yes. war uh there's a big picture of him uh this is also nintendo life with the launch of the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X looming on the horizon, it's inevitable that we're going to see some posturing from the various platform holders as they try to convince customers that their black box is the one you really need under your TV. That's that's assuming that the PlayStation 5 is going to be black. Yeah. Uh, a few days ago, Nintendo's president, uh, Shuntaro Furukawa, why am I having a hard time there, voiced the opinion that neither the PS5 or Xbox Series X would have any real impact on the f- uh, fortunes of the Switch. Then why did I don't like how the article like phrased it as just the Switch wouldn't be a competitor? Because I agree that the Switch isn't a competitor. It's a it's a side piece. Yeah. It it, it amplifies your gaming experience. Now, Xbox chief Phil Spencer has added his comments to what will no doubt be a real melting pot of sound bites as the year progresses, telling Protocol that Nintendo and Sony aren't the companies Microsoft is looking to beat in this upcoming war. And Sony? He says, when you talk about Nintendo and Sony, we have a ton of respect for them, but we see Amazon and Google as the main competitors going forward. I did not see that coming. 
That's not to disrespect Nintendo and Sony, but the traditional gaming companies are somewhat out of com- uh, out of position. I guess they could try to recreate Azure, <laughs> but we've invested tens of billions of dollars in in cloud over the years. So that's just more evidence that Microsoft is going the way of the cloud. Yes. Um, I put an article in there, uh, not realizing these these it was connected to this. The whole. Phil Spencer sees Amazon and Google as the main competitors. Oh, okay. Um, so you can just ignore that. Well, they see Amazon and Google as main competitors because Amazon and Google are big into cloud streaming in general. Um, Google has already put out Stadia. There's been rumors for a while that Amazon is looking to do their own uh, cloud gaming uh, platform. Uh, Amazon Web Services, AWS, is the largest... Uh, cloud device, what, whatever the hell you want to call it, in the world. Um, and I think Microsoft's is number two or three. AWS, to... like most websites. 90% are of all AWS. websites are controlled by AWS. You remember yeah. like the big blackout that happened like, yeah. a few years ago. I worked for a website at the time and just it was just go to lunch, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's why they see... Amazon and Google as their main competitors now because uh, they're going to be providing streaming services whereas uh, Sony and Nintendo are pretty much just going to keep doing devices and if Microsoft can get in on the devices rather than you know the streaming services they can have an upper leg against Google and Amazon but like that makes it sound like that's all they're doing I know I mean, it's that's not the, I know that's it's the not. big thing they're doing yeah, that but that's where Phil Spencer's head's at. That's where yeah. the, that that's where the goals of the company are. That right. that they're really putting all their stock into cloud gaming. Well, they're still putting out dedicated systems, as we know with the series. Yeah, Act. but with words like that, he's he's like, we're going in a different direction, dude. We're not PlayStation ain't our rivals right now. Right. Well, also too, Sony is teaming up with Microsoft. Yeah, because that cloud infrastructure is not good. Yeah. You know, and I guess Sony saw they could either go with Amazon or Google, or they can go with a company that has, you know, A, has as good of a cloud service as the other guys, and B, has experience in gaming. Well, they could have also gone with Amazon, too. Yeah. And Amazon was probably like, nah, we're good. (laughs) Well, no, they probably would have got, no, Amazon probably would have taken it, but Sony decided to go with Microsoft because Microsoft has experience in gaming. That's true. That's a good point. Amazon really doesn't. Also, Going with Google would be uh, you're kind of helping a new player that has... Google is the only, I think, company that could enter gaming and have a chance. And if PlayStation went with Google, it would have been like uh, in just bad for everybody because like... yeah. You now you're helping this the new challenger who who hasn't been around this world for so long. Mm-hmm. This is, I think, you know, when like Sony entered the game. Yeah, we're getting to that point. We're gonna yeah. that we might have another big platform come out of nowhere. And well, be... I mean, when Sony entered the game, they were coming off of a failed Nintendo collaboration, so they uh-huh. had knowledge of like how the game industry works. When Microsoft entered the uh, console landscape with the original xbox they had put out games on the pc before they too had ex- like knowledge about how games work 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Google has Android. really never has. Has Android. They have Android, but... And also maybe Stadia is the failed console. <laughs> maybe. Well, the thing, like, Android, I mean, it, it's just a platform to put games on. They never really made the games themselves. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, a storefront where other people can put their programs on. Well, Some of those programs that's what Stadia is. For now, but they also want to make first-party games. Yeah. Sony wasn't doing that. Well, when the PlayStation came out, they had first-party games. Yeah, when the PlayStation came out. Yeah. Yeah. But, but not before but, that. They didn't have experience in developing games. They had experience with making one console to pitch to Nintendo that they didn't pick up. That's well, the experience that you're talking about. Right. But any other lessons that they might have learned from Nintendo, they took, like, you know, the importance of having good first party games, like the importance of good relationships with right. third parties, and use that knowledge to make the PlayStation. Yeah. And that could happen right now. We could but see that who, in another company right now because right, but, the landscape is changing. Back then, we had 2D games, and then we moved over to 3D. Right. We the, had these yeah, big no, the, tech companies come landscape. in and capitalize on that. And right now, we're moving to cloud services. There's prime time for new companies to come in and change the landscape again. I agree that the landscape is changing. I just don't know if Google has you know, the wherewithal to do what's necessary. I, they might think they have what Google it takes. Google is just to, one of them. There I could know. be another company that comes in and, 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 you know, changes things up. Yeah. Could be Amazon. Could be Amazon. Well, I don't know. Because Amazon, like Google, like if they put out a device that fails, it fails hard. Also, Google hardware. So Google. <laughs> yeah. Not Google. Amazon hardware is terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, kin- like Kindle Fire tablets are workable garbage. They're very cheap. They, they're they very, cheap, very cheap. They're very low powered. Google hardware is awesome. Yeah, Google hardware is great. But, you know, Amazon hardware, you know, I mean, yeah, your Echo devices, they, they work, but they don't have to be, you know, processing powerhouses. Like the Kindle, tab- Kindle Fire tablets are very low powered. Um, that phone they came out with a couple of years ago was abysmal. You know, they don't really make high quality, high power devices because they want everything to be as cheap as possible to get in as many homes as possible. So I don't know if they'll be able to make a device that can power uh, Call of Duty at 4K60 like everything else. I think that was another big flaw in Stadia saying that it's going to do 4K60 because now everybody's all upset that it doesn't actually do that. Because yeah. that's not the main goal of the platform. So why even advertise? No, like but that? that, you know, that's a big selling point. Yeah. Uh, Zap Fox. No, is that who, who said this? I had. Yes. He says Apple is out of touch too. That brings up another good point. Apple is a major competitor in this space too. Because they might have the biggest platform, gaming platform. Apple and gaming is so weird. Yeah. Like, they will go through, like, spells of, like, never talking about games, never acknowledging them. Then, like, you know, they'll do one conference where, like, they'll mention gaming. And And all of a sudden, Apple Arcade out of nowhere. Apple Arcade. Or, like, a couple years ago, they talked about how great... Uh, their recent Mac line was for gaming. Like, I think the metal graphics processor was like really good, high quality for games. I think it's and just, a, I think gaming is just a really good way to show off the power of your device. Right. And that's what that's all well, about. Well, the, the Mac Pro that came out this year 
like that would have been the perfect thing to talk about gaming on, but nothing. Oh, they didn't. I saw other people talk about it, but yeah, yeah. I don't think they did. They yeah, didn't really I mean, have you... a big thing about it, right? Like they didn't have like a conference or anything. They just kind of here's the Mac Pro. Well, no, they they talked about the Mac Pro at one of their like you know developer conferences, but like at that they didn't mention a single thing about uh, gaming. They did because I remember the screen, and then I yeah. remember the stand, and everybody was yeah. freaking out about it. Um, and you know, of uh, uh, not to belabor the point, but remember when Steam came to Mac? No, I don't remember. There was a it was like a couple of years ago when Steam came to Mac. That was a big deal because mm-hmm. this is like the largest gaming store in the world coming to Mac OS. You can play all you know most of your Steam games on Mac. And now in 2020, if you upgrade to Catalina, most of those games aren't playable. Yeah, because they're 32 bit and you need 64 bit software to run. I remember the Apple Store used to have like a couple computers that you that had like you know lego games on it and stuff yeah i mean they still kind of some they have like some apple tvs that you can play fortnite on like in the store yeah yeah and you can like they made a big deal you can pair a dualshock 4 and x you they you can buy an xbox one controller from the apple store to use on your apple tv mm-hmm. that's cool that's awesome yeah i they, yeah they're very weird with gaming apple yeah. arcade is actually really awesome and yeah I'm, no it is i i signed up for the subscription because that was the only way to play what the golf yeah and uh, i was ready to cancel it after i played what the golf but i accidentally kept it but i i'm discovering all these cool games like yeah, uh no it's it's got a lot of cool a lot of cool games in there what's the skate one i saw matt day on twitter talking about it oh um, is that skatebird no not skatebird <laughs> skate city okay i haven't actually played it yet but it looks really good it's reminding me of a mix between like ollie ollie and skate yeah oh um, yeah skate city i know that one but no, mobile games are great. Apple, yeah. Apple, there's a lot that they could, they could, if they just change like a couple things, they could really like shake up the gaming space. Yeah. They already have a big share of the market though, so they don't really care, but they could like have some huge impact if they just changed a couple things, but they just don't yeah. care. So I'm on, I'm actually on the Mac app store right now, just cause I'm curious. And I'm looking at the top paid games and number one is The Sims 2. I believe it. I believe it. And then, like, you go down the list and it's all older games. You know, Roller Coaster Tycoon 3, uh, Sim City, uh, KOTOR. Well, what's uh, the most sold game on the Steam? Uh, on, on Steam? Isn't it freaking Skyrim? Probably. It's, it's an old I know it's not a new game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But no, that makes sense. I mean, Sims 2 was insane. Yeah. I used to profile people when they'd come into GameStop. I'd go, this person wants the new Sims uh, yeah. DLC. And they'd be like, but even like the, the new games Sims DLC. promoting, like uh, Firewatch, uh, Oxenfree, The Witness, uh, Shadow Complex. These are like older games. Mm-hmm. Like the games category is nothing really like new. Yeah. Sometimes I just like playing games on my Mac because it's what I have, you know. I mean, yeah, it's all I have, and I would love to play more games on my Mac, but they're all, you know, becoming unplayable. <laughs> Soviet Jump Game is available on Mac. Yeah, I don't know if it's sixty-four bit. Everything old... should be sixty-four bit now, but it yeah. is stupid that Mac, that Apple doesn't let you play thirty-two bit stuff. There's not even a compatibility mode. Yeah, there's no reason for that. That's yeah. stupid. I mean, it's it's to force developers into adhering to Catalina. But uh, I mean, yeah, I get it. But, you know, at the same time, 
a computer is not your phone. <laughs> they, they should do what they do with uh, un, unregistered developers. They should just say, warning, this is a 32-bit device. It's not optimized for your computer. Please yeah. go jump through all these hoops in order to play it. Mm-hmm. That's what they should do if they want to be totalitarian. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got some super chats. Dark type 569. <laughs> nice. Uh, I have been a supporter on this channel for a while, for a whole year. Just here to send my love to you, Wolf Bros. Thanks for making my Wednesday heart. Thank Thanks, you Dark for type. being a long time supporter. Thanks for being here yeah. through all the stuff. Dylan Pierce with $10. Several months ago, you mentioned you got a random check and didn't know where it came from? I use Podcast Attic, and there's always a short 10-second ad at the end of every podcast. There you, there go. you go, baby. There you go. I for, Wait, I yeah. So, yeah, like every month we get like a couple bucks Yeah. from this podcast service I signed up for like over, like maybe like two years ago. Um, and yeah, I didn't, like, I know that it plays ads on our podcast, but I don't know where the ads come from. Yeah. So there you go. He uses uh, what is it? Pod- podcast addict, addict, addict. Yeah. Uh, okay. So they, I guess it puts it on there. Does it put it on any other one? If you hear an Ad- ad at the end of the podcast, let us know where you're listening to it from. Yeah, that's what I'm curious about because I'm assuming that pulls our RSS feed from somewhere. Yes. Uh, that, so well, that's what this service is supposed to just take the RSS feed and throw a freaking yeah. Uh, an ad at the end of it. Um, yeah. So let us know if you have an ad and wh- where you're listening from. If you're on YouTube, we know you're getting ads. That's just, that's easy. That's easy to tell. Um, also, I found out, Will, I was it's a little my- concerned because the thumbnails that I draw, mm-hmm. uh, they don't update on like iTunes. Like when I upload them to SoundCloud, they don't update on iTunes. Yeah. But Spotify, they update. Hmm. Spotify has all of the thumbnails. Uh, iTunes like, takes a while to like update. Well, they just don't. Like when you upload uh, the the podcast. Yeah. That's the thumbnail they use, and they don't put the other thumbnail. You mean they don't put the, the episode thumbnails? Yeah, like because I upload them after you upload the video, the the, right. the episode. Like you upload it first, and then like a few hours later, I'll upload the thumbnail when I'm done with it. Right. Uh, and they, it doesn't update. Uh, I have to check because I know I know primarily they'll use you know the the default Wolf Den Live right, logo, right, right. but I think every episode uh, gets updated so that each episode has its own personal thumbnail. I need to see that yeah i got i gotta look into it spotify does it and it looks great everything looks great we just got another one from justin coley our good friend who has been here forever uh two year uh two pounds pounds nappy (laughs) sorry diaper fund will again congrats thank you thanks Justin. nappy is british for diaper i hate it Learn English, would you? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Next, we got a lot. We got a a lot to go through. Yeah. Uh, We already talked about that. Oh. 
the wonderful 101 will your favorite game ever that you definitely I've played never right played it not even once so this was one of the best games on the wii u which is not according much. to people who have played it yes <laughs> Well, according to Engadget, the Wonderful 101 remaster smashes Kickstarter goal in hours. Yes. Uh, this is a crazy story. We heard that there were a lot of rumors that the Wonderful 101 was going to go up on Kickstarter, which uh, everybody was asking for the Wonderful 101 to be ported over to the Switch mm -hmm. um, because nobody had a Wii U, and this was one of the... This was like a staple on the on the Wii U. One of the most popular games on the Wii U, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say popular. I would say... One uh, of the most critically acclaimed games yes, on the Wii U. Yes, that's the way to put it. Mm -hmm. It only sold a little over 300,000. I think 380,000 copies is what it sold on the Wii U, yeah. which is not good. It's probably good for the Wii U. <laughs> yeah. It's not good overall. Also, it's not... It's technically a second-party title, which is a term we don't hear much anymore. So, I think... It was it's developed by Platinum Games, um, and I think Nintendo funded it. Yes, which makes it second party. Yeah, so it was a uh, an exclusive game for the Wii U. Mm -hmm. uh, but the fact that Platinum isn't a first party studio, there they develop for other platforms. Uh, yeah. That's what makes it a second party. Anyway, Engadget says, if anything demonstrates that games gamers love a bit of cult nostalgia, nostalgia, it's the eye-watering success of Kickstarter campaigns pledging to bring former hits back to life. And that's absolutely the case with former Wii U title, The Wonderful 101, the remastering of which uh, obliterated its Kickstarter goal in less than an hour. Platinum Games' colorful action adventure was originally released in... 2013 for the wii u now it's getting the modern console treatment and will be coming to ps4 switch and pc thanks to a hugely successful crowdfunding campaign that looks set to hit a whopping 1.5 million uh given the tight uh delivery time frames platinum Games says it'll ship in april 2020 that's actually pretty soon yeah. it's likely that development is already in the bag and that this is more of a game sale than anything else. Looking at the Kickstarter right now, they are currently they, at 1.3, almost 1.4 million. And, uh, and the, yeah, the pledge, the, the Kickstarter, like the amount of money they were looking for is only 49,000. Yeah. So there's no way, you know, that money was going to be put towards development. This is basically just a pre-order scam <laughs> <laughs> well all right so well we'll we'll get into it but yeah why are they having a kickstarter you know i mean i think it's when uh igarashi was developing uh bloodstained mm -hmm. he had a he had a kickstarter for it and it, it wasn't a very uh high kickstarter goal yeah i think it was only like half a million dollars and he said this is not enough money to develop the game. Basically, we're trying to prove that people are interested in the game. Yes. yes. And then outside investors will uh, pledge money to it. So this is probably the same thing. This is just to prove that people are interested in it. Right. That, that, well, yeah, $50,000 I don't think would have made the game at all. No. I think that would have like gotten it on the Switch maybe. Yeah. But so right now their stretch goals are... They have a time attack speed run version. Uh, 
at 1.5 million, they have Luca's First Mission, a brand new 2D side-scrolling adventure starring a young hero. They're just putting a new game mode in there. Like yeah. Adventure mode. And 1.75 million, a remix soundtrack featuring a secret special guest. Uh, so they have stretch goals. Yes. Um, and yeah, it's going to be on other platforms. It's going to be on Switch, uh, Steam, and PS4. Yeah, so there's more to this story. Um, For for one, uh, (laughs) if you pledge a certain amount, I think it's $9, uh, you can be blocked by Hideki Kamiya on Twitter. Yes. Uh, Not everyone has had the privilege of being blocked on Twitter by the illustrious Hideki Kamiya, but uh, that's all about to change. At a very special Kickstarter tier, Kamiya himself will tweet directly to you and then will block you forever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so there you go yeah also nintendo was quote fine with platinum releasing the wonderful 101 remaster on other platforms this is according to nintendo life uh in a recent four gamer interview translated by silicon era uh platinum games head at 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 sushi in naba spoke about getting permission from Nintendo to release the Wonderful 101 remaster on other platforms alongside the Switch version. Surprisingly, Nintendo had no problem with it. I know it's on and I know it's on a completely different scale, but that's like as that's like talking about bringing God of War to other platforms. I think it's a little different. But, yeah. but then Nintendo told us that it was fine just like that. And now there's a chance we can release the Wonderful 101 on platforms such as PS4 and Steam if we reach the stretch goals for crowd the crowdfunding. Uh, so it's uh to get blocked by Camille, you need the um to pay $101 and above. Oh, I thought it was nine. No. Where did I get that from? I have no idea. I read it was on the Engadget article. No, none of the Kickstarter tiers are nine dollars the lowest is 36 pledge more than 1000 yen about nine dollars for example and you have the option to be blocked on twitter by platinum co-founder hideki kamiya that's what uh that's what the end gadget oracle says yeah it, it is wrong <laughs> oh okay anyway or maybe it was that way at one point and then they got rid of it maybe uh where was i oh uh since this this interview both of the kickstarter stretch goals have been reached and inaba uh added to this explaining the explain how the wonderful 101 was originally developed as a second party title for the wii u meaning it was up to nintendo to decide whether or not it was re-released so until nintendo says let's do one for the next hardware we wouldn't be able to release it no matter how much we ask when in- Inaba was asked by VGC more recently about the possibility of multi-platform Astral Chain release, he responded by saying it was ultimately Nintendo's call as it owns the publishing rights. And I think that was the next article I had. Yeah. Uh, in the case of Astral Chain, it's an IP that's owned half by Platinum and half by Nintendo. So right now it just came out and it's too early to say. Ultimately, yeah. it's Nintendo's call, not ours. They own the publishing rights to Astral Chain, so really, we have no say in the matter. Isn't it coming to PC, though? Am I making that up? I think you are. Uh, 
will there be a P? No, I, yeah, I think just everybody wants it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was a second party title. So Nintendo kind of had like a they had the final say on whether or not it could be on other platforms. So also well, so they had the final say if it was going to come to the Switch or not. True. So that's why this Kickstarter exists because Nintendo well, was like, we don't care about the wonderful 101. Well, it didn't remember, sell a lot. Rare was a second party developer, mm-hmm. and then when they got bought by Microsoft, every you know game they made that didn't have a Nintendo IP went to Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So at a certain point, I guess second party developers they can get the rights to their games back. Mm-hmm. So I guess the wonderful 101 is one of those cases. Well, so. Yes, but since this was funded by Nintendo, they need the okay. It something like God of War is different because that's a first oh, party game. Perfect Dark was funded by Nintendo, mm-hmm. and that and that's now on Microsoft system. Yeah, I'm not saying that it's something that can't happen. Right. I'm just saying that it needs to be. There needs to. There needs to be some dealings involved. And right. in this case, Nintendo was just like we don't. We don't care. Nintendo. So- I'm saying that Nintendo didn't want, just didn't have the the care at all to put this on the Switch. That makes me uh, think that maybe Nintendo didn't doesn't own the IP to the Wonderful 101. They they just funded the game but let Platinum keep the rights to it. It's like Sunset Overdrive was published by Microsoft, funded by Microsoft, but that IP is owned by Insomniac Games. So now that Insomniac is owned by Sony, any you know if they want to make a sequel or a remake of Sunset Overdrive, they can. But then why did they have to ask Nintendo if it was okay to put it on other platforms? I have no idea. <laughs> it, it, I'm saying it's because they they had some stake in it. They owned some of it, probably. Um, and it's the same thing with Astral Chain. It looks like. Looks Which like Astral sense. Chain might have more. They might have more of a say in that. That's true because it was. We we know that it's half and half with Astral yeah. Chain. Um. So yeah, the reason why they're doing a whole Kickstarter thing is because Nintendo just was like, we don't we don't need this right now. Yeah. And then they were like, well, we what if we prove that people want it? Mm-hmm. So that we and so that we can also get our own money to do it. <laughs> and that's what the whole Kickstarter is for. Yeah. And then for the stretch goals, they were like, can we please release it on other platforms? They're like, Wonderful 101, we forgot all about that game. Do whatever yeah. you want with it. So maybe I'll actually play it now. April think- is really close. Yeah. And I think you'll like this game. I've heard it's like Pikmin with superheroes. Never mind. I'm never playing it. <laughs> Not going to touch it. I mean, I don't know. It kind of, I mean, it kind of does look like Pikmin, but I doubt it plays the exact same way. So you control 101 different heroes. Yeah. That's how it goes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, never mind. I was going to play a video, but I got an ad and I got frustrated and I left. There, Will. Yeah. There's some new games coming out. Okay. And there's one you can play right now. If you know a little... Nihongo, Will. I don't. <laughs> Persona 5 Scramble, Japanese demo, goes live on the Nintendo Switch. As had been previously promised, a demo for the upcoming Persona 5 Scramble has now been released for Nintendo Switch. If you want to give the game a go before its launch, here's your chance. You can access the demo by logging onto the Switch eShop with a Japanese account. If you don't have one already, it's really... Uh, 
It's not too complicated to set one up. Once you're logged in, go down to the third tab on the left-hand side below the one called new, and you'll see Persona 5 Scramble listed. Uh, once you've clicked that, can you read this article while I actually do that? Uh, once, <laughs> hold on. Once you've logged in, go down to the third tab on the left-hand side below the, the one called new, and you'll see the Persona 5 Scramble page listed. Once you've clicked that, uh, choose the bottom option on the right-hand side, smaller the smaller of the two boxes, and you'll be able to download the demo. Then you can choose to play it as you would with any other game on your console, as long as you don't mind playing in Japanese. The demo was first announced last month alongside a new and very flashy trailer. Uh, the game is scheduled to launch on the 20th of February in Japan, uh, although no Western release has been confirmed yet. Uh, I wasn't paying attention. Which tab on the side? <laughs> uh, choose the bottom option on the right-hand side, the smaller of the two boxes. Bottom option on the right-hand side. Uh, there is no right-hand side. Everything's on the left. Oh, on the left-hand side, go down to the third tab, the one below the below the one called New, and you should see Persona 5 Scramble page. Below the oh yes 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 you got it oh, there it is Persona Five it's on screen for everybody if you want to see uh, and then I have to click the second one I think right okay Yo. the smaller of the two boxes yeah it's downloading right now there you go did I do it right oh there it is it's downloading it's nice. gonna be all in Japanese though so I will never be able to play it yeah. But that's how easy it is to download a Japanese demo. And it's good to have a Japanese account for stuff like this. A lot of times they'll do it in English. They'll have like an English option. Mm -hmm. uh, in this case, I don't think there is one. So Probably not. And so all the menus are going to be in Japanese. It's going to be a whole problem to try to play it. Um, but I'll give it my best shot and see what happens. It's free. So if you just do what I just did after you make an Making the eShop account is really easy. Yeah. Uh, but after you do that, you can give this a shot. Well, actually, Sonic Forces was released in Japan first, so the Japanese demo was uh, first on the Japanese yeah. shop, and that's how I got to play it quickly. And that that was in English, I think. Yeah. Um. Okay. So everybody, do that if you care about Persona. Uh. Uh. All right, let's really quickly talk about uh, Sakurai and uh, Smash Brothers. Sa so, oh, listen, we got another Fire Emblem character in the mm -hmm. DLC. Everybody's mad about it. They wanted some wacky, out-of-left-field character, just like Piranha Planet, right, guys? Uh, Sakurai knows Smash Brothers has too many characters, uh, has too many Fire Emblem characters, but it's Nintendo's fault. He's throwing the blame. I'm not going to read the whole article, but in an interview with in an upcoming issue of Famitsu, uh, an excerpt of his regular column has leaked online with early translations suggesting that he agrees that there are a lot of fighters from the series as well as a large number of sword fighters. Uh, according to this translation... It says, the new fighters were not decided by my own favorites. They're brought by Nintendo. 
this time I'm bringing the experience to play as the protagonist of a game you can play now right away. So I tried to start working on a title where the original game was still in development. I don't know what that means. I understand as well, there are too many Fire Emblem characters uh, and there are also too many sword users, but it has been decided like that. So I just proceed as is. There are other things I must think about more. Since there are so many sword users, I bring in tactics exclusive to each fighter. The three hero relics owned by the three houses leaders are being included in move inputs. I think that's the different weapons that he has or she has. Uh, so Sakurai knows. He's blaming Nintendo on it. <laughs> um, of course, it's already been said that in the past that Nintendo is responsible for the chosen DLC fighters, but in uh, another early translation provided by Push Dustin, Sakurai reveals that a character he liked, quote, wasn't given preference. Nintendo had chosen Byleth and work began while Three Houses was still in development. Byleth's multiple weapon moveset was included as a way to mix things up. So he took what he was kind of forced to do mm-hmm. and uh, made it usable by having all the different weapons. Yeah. In Smash Brothers, the reason why sword fighters are, or people are annoyed with sword fighters is because they have a really long reach. Mm-hmm. Byleth has the longest reach. <laughs> so he kind of just made it worse. But Byleth's fun. You have not played Byleth at all, right? Nope. Don't even remember the last time I played Smash. (laughs) Cool, man. Um, Also, on the note of Iwata, Smash Bros. Ultimate was Iwata's final mission for Sakurai, and he doesn't know what he'll do next, says Nintendo Life. Uh, In an interview translated by Silicon Era, uh, Sakurai opens up about the day he heard Iwata passed. Before I took the phone call, I felt sluggish for some reason, like my body felt heavy. Uh, when my grandfather and grandmother passed, I had the same feeling like I feel sluggish today. And then finding out they passed away, something like that happened. And for some reason, a similar thing occurred. Although I'm not one to talk about spiritual things. I wonder if I had a feeling, but I decided that either way I'd finish the smash brothers project. That was the best way I could make it up to a Wadasan, I feel, uh, he then explains that the most recent game was the quote final mission given to him by Iwata. So Super Smash Bros. Ultimate released, right? In fact, that was the final mission given to me by Iwata-san. That game sold that much, not just in Japan, but overseas as well, and became the highest selling title in 2018 in Japan. People all around enjoyed the game, and it brought around the best results, and I feel thankful for this. That's also an insane uh, feat, because it was only around for less than a month in 2018. And it yeah. was the highest selling game in Japan of 20. And it was only on one platform. Sakurai is then asked about this next mission. Uh, his next mission. Uh, only God knows. Ha 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 ha. He laughs. Uh, the current DLC we're developing right now already falls outside the mission. So he's working on the DLC, I guess. Um, and you know what? Next, probably another Smash game. Yeah. Because he's not allowed to do anything else. No, he tried to retire like four times. Yeah. I think, was Brawl the last one? Yes. Brawl was supposed to be his last one. And then he got roped into four. And then he got roped into this one. Yeah. And he's like, please let me do Kid Icarus Uprising. And then Nintendo said, okay. And then they're like, all right, guess what you're doing next? Yeah, all right, buddy. You got to... You had your fun. Yeah. (laughs) 
a lot of people really like that game. Yeah. I did not. I never got to play it because yeah. I heard it was really only playable if you use that stupid stand. Stand. It came remember it came with like that thing that like big piece of plastic? No. Cause it was like the way you controlled it was weird and like if you held it for too long, it like would you know make your arms higher. So they sold like a stand with it. So you just prop prop it on that. That's I I've never heard of this. I have we have the game. I know. That's weird. I don't remember it coming with a stand at all. Yeah, no, look it up. It's uh I have it on the screen right now. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Somebody's using it for the switch. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, these are all for the switch. No, that that's the yeah, one. that's it. I mean, I'm sure they might have uh, repurposed it for. Yeah, no, it looks like it would perfectly fit a Switch. Yeah. Um, when did Iwana pass away? It's twenty. No, not twenty thirteen. Twenty fifteen. Okay, that was a long time ago. So Smash has been in development for at least that long. Yeah. When did the Wii U one come out? Uh, good question. That was 2014. Okay. So it's been in development for at least that long. Yeah. All right. So we don't know what the hell Sakurai's going to do now, but I, I assume yeah. he's working on the next DLC because that's all he does. Got anything to say, Will? No, sorry, I got this check because I was looking up uh, Kid Icarus Uprising, and it said it was developed by uh, Sora Sora Limited, which is Sakurai's company, right? And uh, Project Sora, which is another Sakurai thing, which is another Sakurai thing, and the uh, Project Sora has only made Kid Icarus Uprising. Sora Limited is a completely different company. <laughs> I feel like these are like production houses, like for movies. Yeah. They like spring up and then dissolve. Yeah. Uh, in some cases. Uh, there's another big fighting game tournament happening, Will. It's not just another one. It's the one. It's Evo, Bob. Yeah, man. Uh, this year, Evo has a surprising lineup of games. Yeah. Notice that Melee is not there. Uh, hasn't Melee not been on there for a while? I think it wasn't there last year. Yeah. I think last year was the first year. But we got some other cool stuff. We got Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which I think is expected. Uh, yeah. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, Will. Your favorite game. <laughs> yep. Let me look up what the hell that game even is. I'm sure that's like a Blas Blue or whatever. Oh, I think I saw Leffen playing this on Twitch today for like a hot sec. Yep, mm -hmm. I did. This is a weird looking game. Uh, Samurai Showdown. There's a lot of games here. Soul Calibur yeah. Six. Fun fact, Will. You know the tournament that I was in with all the NES games at PAX. Yes, they're doing it again this year at PAX East. Yeah, and they're only doing Soul Calibur Six. Really? Yeah. So I was like, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's it's too the call time's too early, and I can't be there. Yeah. Um, but Soul Calibur, no, thank you, dude. I've never played Soul Calibur six in my life. I played maybe played a Soul Calibur game one time. Oh no, maybe I I played it at E three. You did, and you yeah. uh have played Soul Calibur before, haven't you? Well, when I say I played Soul Calibur, I played a lot of Soul Calibur one and two. 
Yeah, I yeah. never really like play. You know, I don't follow it like I do Mortal Kombat. Well, I didn't even play one and two. There's no way you never. Pl- the first one was like the Dreamcast game. I don't. Anybody do, who had a Dreamcast it? at the time played it. I mean, we didn't get it till later because we didn't get a Dreamcast till later. Mm-hmm. But you know, everybody who had a Dreamcast at the time, that was the game you got. Was Soul Calibur. If we have it, I might have touched it, but not. Much. I don't think we got it until recently. Oh well, then I don't know. Yeah, I vaguely remember touching it. Maybe like at a friend's house. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Street Fighter Five Champion Edition, mm-hmm. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which is the one I'll be watching. Tekken Seven, and Under Night in Birth X Late C L E R. What? Hold on. I gotta do this again. Under. Night in birth exe colon late bracket cl dash er close bracket. Uh, last year they played under uh, sorry, under night in birth exe colon late bracket st. Oh, different game, different game, different game. This it is, is this a is... visual novel and 2D fighting game. Whole new meta in this visual novel. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to cease part of that in the tournament? I hope so. Wait, how come I keep hearing Marvel vs. Capcom? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Marvel vs. Capcom was one of the games. So why is it not in this list? That's the big... That's I was hoping it was leading up to that. That's the big news is that Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is part of it. Yeah. Oh, uh, evil organizers will also hold on. Oh, it's, it says at the bottom. Hold a special invitational tournament featuring Marvel vs. Capcom two for the fighting game's twentieth anniversary. Oh, okay. There it, you go. So it's not part of the actual, uh, you know, selected games, but it's a, it's a special tier. That's not as cool. It's still cool. That it's still cool that it's there. It. But yeah. eight players, including four former Evo champions, will take part in what Evo organizers are calling the... Tw- God, I hate this so much. 20 or mint of <laughs> champions. They put 20 and ornament together in the same word. They spelled that, that, tournament with a 20. That is somehow worse <laughs> than under night in birth mm-hmm. EX... Uh, yep. E dot late, late. C-L-E-R yes. bracket your mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I, I want. I will. I will watch that. Yeah, if it's not at a weird time because it seems like an invitational thing, so it's probably like a side thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would. That's like all right. I only really watch Smash Brothers. Yeah, but I would watch freaking Marvel vs. Capcom. That sounds sick. Yeah. Uh. There's big controversy because Mortal Kombat 11 was not selected yeah, what for the hell? Evo. And this is the first time since 2011 that a NetherRealm game was not selected. Ooh. Wait, what? So, oh, it's usually either Mortal Injustice Kombat. Injustice or Mortal Kombat. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Mortal Kombat 11 has been around for, for a little bit. Mortal Kombat 11 was in last year's tournament. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have a new game, right? Right. Well, hold on. In 2011, I think they played Mortal Kombat 9. Which came out in 2011. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) 
it seems like they they're, they favor the newest stuff, which makes sense for them. No, they do. But, I mean, even still, because Injustice and Mortal Kombat are not on a yearly schedule. It's not like Call of Duty where it's one every year. Right, right, right. So they would still play it until the next one came out. But, you know, that's why they have uh, Undernight Inbirth EX Late CL-R and not Undernight Inbirth XE Late S something? Yeah. Right. But then you have stuff like, you know, uh, Samurai Showdown and Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Those are just popular games. Yeah, and, and, and uh, Smash Brothers. Street Fighter Five. But the Champion Edition is new, I think. Last year was the Arcade Edition. Champion Edition, February 14th of this year. Yeah. So it's not even out yet. <laughs> um... So yeah, uh, I I kind of want to go to Evo. Yeah, Evo is like the only tournament I care about because I can see what's happening in fighting games. Like I understand it. Yeah, I, I, that's that's what I'm saying. Like fighting games are so easy to to yeah. track what's happening. Yeah. Uh, you need to know the game to get like the crazy stuff. Like yeah, if there's well, like crazy combos going on, or if you need to know some of the characters. But the initial idea is there. There's a life bar. You see yeah. it get whittled down. There's only one camera and there's two guys. Yeah, it's it's like watching like boxing. Yes. You know, you get what's going on. Uh, but if you're like super into boxing, you understand the minutia of it and you understand why, you know, he's throwing that punch instead of this punch and why like he's backing them into a corner and things like that. Correct. I, I got somebody yelled at me on Twitter saying that I'm wrong about not understanding StarCraft. They said, you're just not watching the right streams. I said, no, I'm not wrong. I've just never played StarCraft. <laughs> so how am I supposed to know what's going on? No, you're not wrong because every time I look at StarCraft, yeah, it doesn't make sense. If for somebody who's never played StarCraft, it doesn't make sense. It's just, it's an opinion. How can I be wrong about an opinion? Or how can I be wrong about not understanding something? Bob, I'm saying I don't understand Bob, it. This is yes. the internet. Of course no, you're I'm wrong so about having an opinion. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm wrong about not understanding something I've never experienced in my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Will, it's about that time. I have to pee. Okay. So you read about Dan Hauser leaving Rockstar. Okay. But first, we got a super chat. Oh, let's read so that. I'll do that. If uh, Streamlabs. Well, it's load. Jordan Scott with $2 who says, my dog's barking. Uh, will yeah. you look a, a, you look like a tired dad. Congrats. Thank you. I am a tired dad. She likes to, she likes to cry at night specifically. Uh, I got news for you. Will was always tired. On yeah. That, that's my secret, Captain. I'm always tired. All right, you read about Dan Hauser. I'll All right, hold on. I opened up the Evo article again. You, you're bad at this. I know. Shut up. You need an assistant next to you. <laughs> Go pee. All right. I'm just I making sure that. that there's that we're filling time. Rockstar co-founder Dan Hauser is leaving the company. He touched every franchise it worked on. This is according to The Verge. Uh, Dan Hauser, the co-founder of Grand Theft Auto developer Rockstar Games, will leave the company in March. The news comes from an SEC document registered by publisher Take-Two Interactive via Nabilian on Twitter. This move comes after an extended break taken by Hauser that started in the spring of 2019. 
Rockstar Games was founded in 1998, and Dan Hauser contributed prominently to the company's successful franchises, including Grand Theft Auto, Max Payne, Red Dead Redemption, and more. Take-Two Interactive is the holding company for Rockstar Games, and it hasn't officially announced a departure yet. Here is a snippet in full straight from the document. After an extended break beginning in the spring of 2019, Dan Hauser, Vice President of Creative at Rockstar Games, will be leaving the company. Dan Hauser's last day will be March 11th, 2020. Uh, we are extremely grateful for his contributions. Rockstar Games has built some of the most critically acclaimed and commercially successful games uh, in the world, a global community of passionate fans, and an incredibly talented team, uh, which remains the focus on which remains focused on current and future projects. Uh, Dan Hauser co-founded Rockstar Games with his brother Sam Hauser, who is currently the president of the company. In a statement, Rockstar Games said that Sam Hauser's role with Rockstar, uh, which he founded in 1998, remains unchanged, but he did not elaborate further on Dan Hauser's upcoming departure. So, too long didn't read. Dan Hauser is probably one of the the biggest auteur uh, creators in all of gaming. He and his brother Sam are responsible for pretty much all the Rockstar games you know and love. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption. Uh, they worked on Max Payne 3. Uh, Bully was them. Uh, the Warriors was a passion project of theirs. Um, basically, the Hauser brothers are the ones responsible for making these games uh as like deep and uh what's the word i'm looking for deep and substantial evangelist yeah yeah i'm just close enough i wasn't paying attention at all i'm saying how like the hauser brothers dan and sam were responsible for making rockstar what it is today Mm -hmm. uh, because if you think about it grant they didn't create grand theft auto uh but they worked on grand theft auto 3 and from there they took rockstar to the to the stratosphere so why is he a co-founder if he didn't work on Grand Theft Auto 1 or 2? Um, that was done by DMA Design. Right. Yeah. Right. Didn't, didn't say Rockstar on the title? I think Rockstar was a Rockstar was the publisher, and then DMA turns into Rockstar North. I think that's how that works. Uh, correct. It didn't. Uh the uh like player's choice edition greatest hits edition yeah has rockstar on it but the regular one does not right it has dma yeah so did it turn to rockstar on the second one no i don't think it turned to rockstar until vice city no uh, it has rockstar on the title for for gta 2 oh it has right. dma as, as publisher and yeah, rockstar yeah. Uh, i see what you're saying yeah I see what you're saying. But so then Dan Hauser was a part of that. I guess he just published it. Yeah. Okay. I liked Grand Theft Auto 2. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I played it a little later. Uh, probably when like Miami was out or something. Yeah. Uh, but I played it on PC. I don't know why. Somehow I acquired the PC version. And I it was awesome. I played yeah. a lot of it. Uh... I played that the that was the most I played a Grand Theft Auto game until I played Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, I played a little bit of San Andreas, and didn't really get very far because I got too distracted by everything. Because San Andreas is 
not a good game. <laughs> so now what's going to happen, Will? Uh, that's a good question because one of their lead creative forces is gone. <laughs> yeah. They still have Sam Hauser, who like also has a big hand in all of their games. Um, but yeah, it's it's an unknown because I think Dan like wrote all of their good games. Wrote, yeah, like the script. Yeah. Oh, so he did Grand Theft Auto Five. That a great script. Yeah, he did. Um, oh, he did. He did write on Grand Theft Auto Two. Uh, he did Grand Theft Auto Three. He did Vice City, San Andreas, uh, Bully, GTA 4, GTA 5, and all of the DLC, uh, Red Dead Redemption 1 and 2, Max Payne 3, Smuggler's Max Payne 3, Run 2. <laughs> Max Payne 3 also had a great oh, yeah. story. It was basically um, Man on Fire. Yes. It was the plot of Man on Fire. Um, Will, breaking news. Uh we're getting Puma shoes for the Sonic movie. <laughs> yes! Uh, and the ad just says, tight, and that's all it says. <laughs> <laughs> all right. They nice. look pretty good. Are they the the red ones? Yeah. Yeah. Now, what do you mean, are they the red ones? Well, because I know... Uh, <laughs> no, no. Because I, I, think I know the Puma. blue... I know they have like the ones that are like Sonic-themed, but they're not the Yeah, Sonic they look shoes. like the, the levels. Yeah, 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 you're right. Uh they're like Green Hill Zone theme. No, this yeah. is these are the red ones. Nice. Good. But that I might be, be the those. old shoe design. Uh I don't know. I remember Nike had a shoe that looked exactly like a Sonic shoe. Oh no, it's the new design. It's the new okay. design. Also, why is this the first thing that comes up when I type Sonic movie? It's this freaking latex mask. The memes, Bob. $75 for this. Do, do I oh, have probably because it's, it's the old design. Is this a is this a business expense? I mean, it can be. Anyway. Um, I will rip Dan Hauser. You will be missed. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he's going to, like, do his own thing or if he's going to, like, retire from gaming forever. Uh, I mean, he's probably got a bunch of money. Yeah. You know, oh, pro- God, yeah. At one point, it probably gets too much. You're one of the biggest... Uh, you're a, the publisher and developer on one of the biggest games on the planet. So, yeah. um, like, there's just a lot of overhead and a lot of people making decisions and a lot of... You're controlling a lot. So mm-hmm. I can imagine it gets very stressful and, and stuff. Well, we got two stories here that I put in here that uh, you probably should talk about. We got Disney says release dates for the first Marvel shows, Mandalorian season two. Yes. Uh, If my computer will load, I will read those. Well, first Uh, paragraph. Oh, never mind. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. Uh, Disney announced uh, basically what Bob said. Release dates. Falcon and Winter Soldier kicks off in August. Uh, Disney CEO Bob Iger announced on Disney earning calls The Mandalorian Season 2 will debut in October. And WandaVision, originally scheduled for 2021, will now arrive on Disney Plus in December of this year. Compared to, say, Netflix, the amount of tentpole original content does seem to be a little sparse. But Iger maintains that the strategy was specific. The decision was made to go with quality and not just quantity is working. 
Uh, so there you go. Three of the most anticipated shows of the year. We now know when they're coming out. Uh, that's great. Did you see the Super Bowl spot for the Marvel Disney Plus shows? Yes, and I was about to play it. Uh, but then I remember that we're definitely going to get a strike for it. We yeah. still never got the strike release from Bandai, by the way. Yeah. From that's, like three weeks ago. I thought we were friends, Bandai. Yeah, what the hell, dude? Um, <laughs> but but the, the spot was awesome. Yeah. It had some new stuff that we haven't seen before. Yeah. I, uh, I suggest everybody Winter, watch it. Falcon and Winter Soldier, like I was already hyped for, but now I'm even more hyped because it just looked incredible. Uh, WandaVision looks a lot better than I thought it was going to look. They all look like movies. Yeah. Like they look like Marvel movies. They don't yeah. look like TV shows. Yeah. It's, which is it's awesome. incredible. Yeah. Even Loki, like it, there's just a shot of him it's just in sitting jail. in a prison outfit. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm in, man. Yeah. So high for that. And Mandalorian, of course, we all know is very good. I still haven't finished it. it That's the should. thing. I'm excited for all these shows. I'm never going to watch these freaking yeah. shows. How far are you in Mandalorian? I'm halfway through it. I'm, I'm in the on. middle of the Bill Burr episode. Oh. I'm in the middle of it. So yeah, I got to rewatch it. Yeah. But anyway, that's cool. Yes. I'm going to um, continue to mooch off of your Disney Plus subscription. Yeah. Uh, not mentioned here, but uh, Bob Iger said that there are currently seven Marvel shows planned for Disney Plus, but only five have been announced. Interesting. So there are two mystery ones that we don't know. Interesting. And there's a final story here. Yes, uh, this broke right before we went live, and I debated whether or not to put it in, but I'm glad you did. Uh, Sam Raimi, the director of movies like the Evil Dead trilogy, Darkman, um, the Ice Storm, you're beating and the bush. <laughs> most importantly, the, the original Spider-Man trilogy uh, is in talks to direct Doctor Strange two for Marvel. Oh, in talks. I thought it was straight up. He's doing it. I think. I think it's pretty much. Uh, official. Oh, so the tweet not... from Variety said Sam Raimi to direct Doctor Strange 2. But the article is saying in talks. Maybe I they know. went back and changed it. I know. I think I think this is one of those things where Marvel hasn't said anything yet. So, like, they have to say in talks. Oh, uh, okay. But Sam yeah. Raimi said it? But no. Uh, everybody is reporting that Sam Raimi is directing Spider-Man, uh, directing Doctor Strange 2. But Marvel has not said it. Uh, okay. So to cover everybody's butts, they're saying in talks. Yeah, so so the tweet says Sam Raimi will replace original Doctor Strange 2 director Scott Dickerson. But that's also different. Yeah. So the tweet that I originally saw was Sam Raimi to direct Doctor Strange 2. I know because I took it and I sent it to my friends. Yeah. Uh, then this tweet says Sam Raimi will replace original Doctor Strange 2 director Scott Dickerson, uh, Derrickson. Uh, and then the title is in talks to direct. Yeah. Okay. Uh, f- Either way, this is great. Uh, f- I hope this is true. I hope it works because Spider-Man one or two are two of the greatest superhero films of all time. Don't, don't talk about Spider-Man three just yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Sam Raimi is a great director. Um, he has done a lot of great work in the horror genre with movies like Evil Dead of Drag Me to Hell and things like that, he uh he he is a better director than Scott Derrickson. <laughs> I did not think Doctor Strange was you know as good as everybody else. I thought it was very okay. I thought I feel good. like I Sam Raimi could do a lot more with this character, especially if they let him be 
Sam Raimi and go all weird with it, especially if they want to do a more horror or like multiverse focus. So, so, so that's the movie. thing is that we knew that they were going to go in a horror direction, but I th- yeah. think Scott uh, Derrickson left because they wouldn't let him go horror enough. Right. So we might get a light horror. Well, Sam Raimi is like known for his horror comedy. Right. Well, there you go. So, then we're, yeah. So like if you're looking for something that toes the line, Sam Raimi's your guy. Evil Dead 2 is a horror movie, but it's hysterical. So. Did he do Cabin in the Woods? No, that was uh, Drew Goddard. Oh, okay. But it was heavily influenced by Evil Dead. I like that movie. Yeah. I don't like horror movies. I like Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was funny. And, uh, you know, like I said, he's done Spider the Spider-Man trilogy, so he knows how to handle superheroes. There's a Doctor Strange reference in Spider-Man 2. Uh, I think he was going to do a Doctor Strange movie before he did Spider-Man, uh, but he did Spider-Man instead. So oh. this is like full circle here. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, what's this now? Excuse me? Breaking news just sent to me by AJ in a DM. Okay. It's breaking news. Uh, this is from the Nerdist. Dig into Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Lucky Charms ice creams. Oh, I heard about this. Can I order it online? Oh, my God. You're to order Charms. ice cream online? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a bad idea, doesn't it? Yeah. Where do I get it from? Uh, I'm sure you check your local supermarket. Who makes it? Nestle. General Mills and Nestle are teaming up to combine two of the most beloved foods in the world with Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Lucky Charms ice creams. It looks like an it's an Edie's brand. My God, is Edie's owned by Nestle? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, we will look into this further and report back. Yes, I remember. Like my friends were like, "Ew, Cinnamon Toast Crunch ice cream," and then I'm like, "I like to put Cinnamon Toast Crunch on vanilla ice cream." And this yes. looks exactly like that. Yes. So I don't have to do any work. All right. We have unboxings to do, Will. Yes. Let me get those. You get One those. Thing. I'm going to read the chat while you do that. Okay. How much are, is there? Two. Okay. Do you guys live together? If we did, we'd be in the same <laughs> room. Uh, anyway. Okay. Everybody's uh, going nuts about the ice cream. Yeah. Will's got the uh, unboxing today, so sorry. Yeah. No, no unboxing cam for you. So, first is from 505 Games. Whoa! Did I know about this? I don't know. Did you? No, that's cool, though. Or did I know about it? Uh, Make sure there's no embargo. Okay. There's a... Check the letter. That's in a gold envelope. I specifically say now, please note on the package if there is an embargo whatever this is comes with a floppy disk i need i hold on i gotta go to my gmail and make sure there's no freaking embargo because i (laughs) yeah yeah make sure you do that all right 505 games because i got a letter here and it doesn't say anything about embargo i have no emails from 505 Nope. Nothing. Nope. What about uh? They published Bloodstained and Indivisible. 
Yes. What about uh, Kindred Aerospace? How do you spell any of those words? <laughs> kindred is uh, basically kind red, one word. All right. Nope. Nothing? Nope. All right. Nope. What about uh, Journey to the Savage Planet? Oh, wait, hold on. Let me, let me look at our other email address. Okay. Kindred. Nope. Nope. Go for it. All right. Uh, dear Pioneer, all of here, all of us here at Kindred Aerospace, the fourth best interstellar exploration company, has voted as voted by our peers. Could not be more excited by your exciting decision to join us on this exciting journey to the Savage Planet. Our friends say we're the fourth best selling game. <laughs> Is that what they basically yeah. just said? Uh, blah blah blah. Along with this deeply personalized letter from Kindred Aerospace uh, CEO Martin Tweed, who is this guy? <laughs> it's a magnet. Gonna put that on your um, MacBook. Don't put magnets on your MacBook. There's an array of supplies, including uh, a floppy disk containing critical mission information, like a combination to a food safe, fire safety instructions, a map for the return journey, uh, CEO holiday photo shoots, D, the letter, it just says the letter D. <laughs> And a copy of this letter. What else we got? We also got... X-Mang says Jacksepticeye is playing this too. Really? Huh. Oh, and underscore says people streaming Savage Planet now. I guess that means no embargo. We're good. Yeah. There's also a Tang with a Kindred Aerospace uh, sticker over it. I'm taking that from you. Okay. I could use Tang. All right. That's just what G Fuel tastes like, by the way, everybody. Really? It's just Tang. It's just t Gamer Tang. All right. So this looks like it's the meat of the package. Open that meat, Will. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jesus. Do you have a floppy disk? <laughs> Anything that can read a floppy disk, Will? No. Uh, it is a bobblehead of Martin Tweed, CEO. Is he the CEO in the game or is he the actual CEO? I'm assuming this is the CEO in the game. I'm assuming Kindred Aerospace is uh, fictional. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking it up now. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a game thing. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a message from uh, uh, the the guy. Yeah, there he is. He's yeah. very clearly an actor. <laughs> Why is he cool. not in a tweed suit? Yeah, what the hell, man? Is that tweed? That doesn't look like tweed. Is that tweed? I think it might be. Uh, yeah, so that's... No, that's tweed. That's like fake tweed, what he's wearing. <laughs> well, it shows you how much I know about fashion. Yeah, I mean, look at you, bro. <laughs> if you were wearing wolf in apparel, that would have been really messed up. That would have been really funny. Uh, we got to start making wolf in apparel onesies, by the way. Uh, no. <laughs> no one will buy I'll make you one. Thank you. But no one would buy that. Uh, so, yeah. That was from 505 Games. Okay. The next one, I know, does not have an embargo. Okay. It's a bigger box. Yes. 
That's what she said. Hey, Wolfden, have you seen Bandai Namco's new mecha fighting game, Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme versus Maxi Boost trailer? No. Oh. I didn't even... Listen, there's already already like a million Gundam games. Yeah. Did you see... Uh, you know, I don't want to play the, the trailer. Cause I'm gonna Did you get... see your game of the year, Damon X Machina, is coming to PC? Wow. I did see that. It's no longer exclusive, someone said, oh. but that doesn't mean anything. We got some Pokemon things. Hell yeah, we got Pokemon things. Pokemon Company International coming in hot. Oh, wait, hold on. Crap. What? This video contains product provided to us <laughs> for free by the Pokemon Company International. I forgot about that. Oh, they didn't put it in the beginning. Danger. Shoot, but I put it right here. So. so much danger. It's right there. Thank you for fixing that. I'm going to leave it on screen so everybody knows. I'm sure I got everything. This video contains product provided to us for free by the Pokemon Company International. It's a free product. It's not a sponsorship, which is different than a free product. But because it's free, people think that that influences our decisions. Yes. Meanwhile, we don't care about anything like that. Okay. You ready? I'm, I've been ready like a week ago when we okay. actually got the Okay, so it is. We got a whole bunch of Pokemon trading card game cards. Yay. Yay. So first up, we got sword and shield oh this is new yes those aren't out uh, yet i don't think this is basically just what you would find in the convenience store yo it's that freaking amazing <laughs> that's that, incredible that's awesome i don't i kind of don't want to open those i know right i kind of want to like you know set up a little thing outside and like, yeah sell them. <laughs> dude someone's selling that for a hundred dollars right now this whole thing? Pokemon, training card, sword and shield booster pack, 36 packs. Is that what that is? Looks like it. What's on on our Zygxian and Zamazenta on there? Uh on the actual packs. No. One of not. one of them is here. Well, yeah. Oh wait, no, that is. Yeah, right there. Oh, but the other one has a different Pokemon on it. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, I'm sure like Galactic Toys is selling that for a hundred dollars. Damn. That's freaking unreal. Welcome to the Galar region. Meet more than a dozen powerful new Pokemon 5? V? What the hell is a Pokemon V? Uh, That's a thing. That's a trading card thing. Okay. Including uh, the legendary Zycan and Zamazenta. Uh, and some like Stonejourner and Snorlax that can evolve into enormous Pokemon VMAX for even more power. You'll also find first partners Grookey, Scorbunny, and Sobble, uh, little cuties like Wooloo and Yamper, and a handful of familiar Pokemon in their new Galar Galarian forms. Catch up with new generation in Pokemon trading card game Sword and Shield expansion. Uh, Pokemon V are variant of Pokemon in the Pokemon trading card game. They were first introduced in the Sword and Shield expansion, the Sword and Shield sets in Japan. Pokemon V have a symbolized V graphic on the, the card name. So it's a uh, glorified hol holographic. Okay. No. It's just a variant. It's a variant. Okay. But then there's V Max, which is like the crazy cool one. Mm -hmm. um, also, the Sword and Shield expansions, uh, I just saw it. 
at the start of the X and Y series, a rule was introduced to prevent the players who goes first from attacking on the first turn. Starting on February 21st, 2020, the date that Pokemon trading card Sword and Shield becomes legal for tournament play, there will be an additional restriction. The player who gets who goes first cannot play a supporter card on their first turn. Okay. Oh, so this release is February 7th. Yes. Okay. So Friday. <laughs> Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now I'm getting nervous. Now I need to make doubly sure that there's no... <laughs> okay. Hurry up, because I got three more things. All right. Uh... Just hold on. One second. I'm holding. I'm literally holding them in my hands. I do not see a date. Uh, Go for it. Okay. So in addition to that, we also get uh, three theme decks. We have the Cinderace theme deck, the Rillaboom theme deck, and the Inteleon theme deck. Ooh, damn. These are, I guess, basically just uh, specialized decks that focus on... Oh, yeah, here we go. Covert Powers also moves with Inteleon. Uh, Sneaky Inteleon has a bag of tricks to trip up his opponents. Use its Hydro Snipe attack to remove energy from opposing Pokemon and keep the foe from retreating with uh, Dreadnought's Jaw Lock. Dodge madly and roll smoothly to victory with the Inteleon theme deck. In this box, you'll get a 60-card deck, one Metallic Coin, Single player playmat, a deck box, a damage counter, one rule book instruct, one rule booklet, uh, three reference cards, and one code card to play this deck online. Wow! And all the other ones uh, do something similar. So I'm guessing this is just basically like this is a water themed deck, and so, this is a grass themed deck, so and as, as a fire themed deck. As far as I know, mm-hmm. you get one. Uh, you get the card that's guaranteed, the one in the front. Yeah. And then the rest is just a regular deck. Yeah. That's that's how I think it is. Anyway. Well, yeah, no, or you so might no. have a better chance to get certain ones in that mm-hmm. box. Does it have the stats on the back? Like how like which ones you can get? Uh f- well, this is for Rillaboom. It's got a deck list and it says uh Rillaboom X2 Thwacky. Uh, 3x, Grookey 3x, Eldegoss 2x, Gots of Flower 3x. So, is that the probability that you're going to get that? I guess. Grass Energy 18x. So, you're definitely. Oh, so, okay. So, you're definitely going to get Grass Energy in that. Yeah. That's what they're. Okay. So, it, you're right. It is themed per the yeah. thing. Real. R6 Ryder says, uh, no, he didn't say that. Sean Stark says, yes, it's a booster pack, lol. Yeah. But it's a booster pack that comes with extra stuff. <laughs> David Ju says, wrong. You get one card from the cover on the box, and the rest of the deck is $10,000 cash. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Good. I got to start a college fund. Excuse me. We are no long- We are not allowed to resell these, Will. These are for promotional use only. Ugh. Because this because this video contains product provided to us for free by the Pokemon Company International. Okay. Hey, you signed that agreement. I didn't. I didn't actually sign anything. Will. Okay. So you give those to me. 
<laughs> immediately. Is that it? That's it. All right, well, thank you very much. By the way, uh, I need a new mug. I accidentally dishwashed it, put it in the dishwasher, oh, no. and it's starting to peel off. So I, I need a new mug, Pokemon Company. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're done with that. We yes. got to plow through Tweet of the Week. You want to do that, or do you want to do... We'll do the Super Chats when we do the talking. Yeah, Tweet of the Week. Real right. quick. Tweet of the Week! Tweet of the Week! Tweet of the Week! Tweet of the Week. She was already crying, so I can yell. Oh, okay, good. You're just competing then. Uh, yeah. Will, this is uh, a quote tweet. It says, Mir from Mir Celeb, it says, Shakira committed tax fraud of 12.2 million euros, uh, uh, say Spanish officials. And then the quote tweet says, put her hips on the stand. <laughs> Get it? Because her hips don't lie. And this is yeah, all. This tweet sure. is all that I thought about during the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> I saw something, like Twitter was blowing up the day after when they like, yo, she is wearing the same outfit as her gazelle character from Zootopia. What? So, you know the movie Zootopia? Yeah. She's in the movie. She plays a gazelle. I did not know that. They wear the, She's wearing the exact same outfit on Super Bowl Sunday as her character did in the movie. Oh, my God. Right? My God. How can they do that? that I mean, Shakira. <laughs> That's freaking crazy. Yeah. You know that that's the animator's fault because they're probably researching all like all outfits she's worn and like made one that's like similar to an amalgamation of all of her other outfits. And the designers yeah. who designed this outfit did the same thing. Yeah. So, anyway, now is when we talk to you people. Really yes. quick. As always, you can reach us on Twitter using the hashtag WolfDenLive. If you left a comment on last week's Wolf Don't Live, then this is the part of the show where we will finally answer you. And of course, ladies and gentlemen watching us at home, please start leaving your questions and comments so we will get to them when we are done with everybody else. But first, we got Oliver Young. No? Yes, Oliver Young with uh, 75 nts. I'll look up what an NT dollar is. Uh, love the content on the channel. What's your guys' most hyped games uh, for 2020? Animal Crossing, baby! I actually don't know. This is honestly not much crazy. Oh no, The Last of Us. I always forget about the other platforms. Uh, I have to actually look. I don't know. Oliver Young also became a member here on YouTube. Thank you very much. Yes, we have a video of all. I of know, them. and I forgot all the games that I'm excited for this year. We have a video going over every game coming out in 2020. We also have a, a, a video. We have a podcast talking about every game coming out. We also yes. have a video talking about every uh, Nintendo Switch game coming out in 2020. Yeah. Uh, seventy-five. It's Taiwanese dollars. Taiwan, Taiwan new dollar. Okay. Yeah, and that equals to two dollars fifty cents. Thanks, man. Sean Thank Stark you. with two dollars. Uh, that's a booster pack. You guys are just too cool to know. Crying face, crying laughing face emoji. That's right. You're damn right, dude. Word. Dab. Maybe tomorrow. I did it. <laughs> um. All right. We're gonna plow through the hashtag. Okay. Because uh, late. Uh, please don't open on the wrong screen. Thank you very much, Discord. I appreciate you so much for doing this for me. You know how Discord has like a boot up screen that says something? Yeah. It just said basting the game turkey. <laughs> uh, all right. We got uh, Twitter. We got Mohammed Hader who says, Hey, Will. 
Did you end up finishing Red Dead? I just finished it and it felt like it would never end. By the end, it felt like a chore, especially with having to do actual chores. That's how the ending of the original Red Dead was. Yes. Um, so I did finish Red Dead 2. Um, here's the thing, though. The the ending of Red Dead 1, yes, you go back to John Marston's homestead and you do chores. Uh, but that's only like a small part of that game. They stretch that over two epilogues. Oh, that's in Red Dead Two. That sucks. Like epilogue one is literally just you doing farm stuff, and epilogue two is you building the homestead, and then getting revenge on Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, like I, I I liked it in Red Dead One for what happens after. Yeah, it's a good build up to what happens yeah. after. Uh not so much here. I think it's indicative of my biggest problem with Red Dead 2 in that like it, it has so much for you to do and it's trying to like make it feel like how it actually was to live in the old west with like you know you have to eat you have to do this properly you have to do this properly yeah I don't like that but none of that was important to the game and it just felt like busy work Yeah Red Dead 1 everything that you had to do was fun. <laughs> like yeah. it was all like the core mechanics were shooting. Yeah. And that's every mission was shooting like, or something I, else. I mean, but I it was all fun way, stuff like wrangling horses. Yeah. I like the way Arthur's story ended and I'm like, I got the good ending. So I, I felt it like ended well for him. Um, but even like the other endings, depending on how you play the game, like were fitting. Um, I just, that game, like, I like the game, don't get me wrong, but there's so much crap to do, and none of it is important. Like, I beat the game malnourished, and I, the only reason why I knew that was because the the in-game menu said I was. It did not affect gameplay at all. I never made, like, a bigger pouch to store my stuff, because it never affected me. Mm. It just, it's it's so weird. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah. Uh, it's better to have less... Uh, mechanics like that that yeah. work or affect the game like Far Cry has good like you got to craft pouches like yeah because you need it eventually and it's easy to do like you don't have yeah. to hunt certain animals a certain way no you just have to hunt certain animals right but like they're easy to find whereas in Red Dead 2 you have to sit there you have to find their scent yeah. you have to follow the scent mm -hmm. you have to find the animal you have to make sure you hit it in the head with a bow and arrow. Q73 Power says, I just got back into Mario Maker. What kind of levels are clear and clear rates do you like? I really like 0.7 to 2% Kaizo levels. Any level above 5% clear rate is too easy and not worth playing for me. I don't really play Kaizo levels. I am not good at shell jumping. Um, but I do like around 1% clear rate. Around 1% is pretty good. Uh but yeah, I don't do Kaizo levels. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah, anything like 2% and up you're right is just too it's, it's too freaking easy. Uh but honestly, I play a lot of verses even though it's it, you got to go through a slideshow a lot of times, but uh verses I like I think is really fun. Uh, Jordan Rand. Hey, bros. Wanted to ask you what's your favorite geeked out gaming moments are. What are your favorite geeked out gaming moments are? Mine would be when Kevin Sorbo voiced Hercules in God of War Ascension. Keep up all the great work. Hashtag Wolf Den Dad. Hashtag Wolf Den. Hashtag Wolf Granddad. Hashtag Wolf Uncle. Hashtag Wolf Grandma. 
I didn't know he did that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, I didn't know that either. What's a geeked out gaming moment? Uh, I'm trying to think. I always think about this. I don't know why it's coming into my head now. But I freaked out when uh, Rogue Squadron was on the N64. Yes. And then Phantom Menace was about to come out. And then they mm-hmm. were like, guys, you put in this code, you get the Naboo Starfighter. And I was like, yes. what? That wasn't even a thing when this game it. came out. Now all of a sudden we can freaking play it? Because that was an event. Because, yeah, out of nowhere. And it wasn't just like any cheat code. You had to put in two cheat codes. And the it gave you the uh, input error noise when you put both of them in. So you didn't, didn't know, know if it worked or not. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I just I was just like, this is the first DLC and it came out it's like baked yeah, into the game. It built into the game already. Um anyway, Brandon F R F X. A lot of stuff has has happened, but Bob, what do you think about Evo twenty twenty lineup and will Sam Raimi directing Doctor Strange? Yeah, we talked about this. Which is yeah. supposed to be a horror movie and the superhero movie. Two things Sam Raimi has directed. What do you think about that? We talked about it. Yeah. I think it is both cool. Yeah. Luke Antone says, what were both of your favorite videos to make? Uh, favorite videos to make? Uh, I don't think I, I don't like any of the videos I make. <laughs> I always talk, well, okay. So I like the PAX video we did for last year, mm. which is exciting because we're going to PAX again. Well, I'm going to PAX again. Screw you, Will. Um, and the Game Boy camera video. Yeah. Those are my two favorite videos. Also the E3 stuff. I like the stuff we did there. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think because like I go through waves where like, you know, yes, this is a good video I did. But then like a year now, like I can't watch anything. Yeah, I don't watch them back after a while. But uh, yeah, I just like videos where I have to leave the house. (laughs) (laughs) J R R R says Will has uh, this is from last week's Wolf Them Live. Will has put gaming on the back burner for the sake of raising a freaking child. GTFOH. Get the F out here, of here, but the O. Yeah, Uh, sometimes you don't use, you don't leave the initial for of. What you do, when you're a real gamer and you have a kid, you make raising the kid a game. I have compared raising a kid and like the birth of my child to Dark Souls. (laughs) Okay. Explain. Very hard. It's difficult. You will be defeated a lot. Um... But if you can get past all of it, if you learn the patterns, <laughs> it's very rewarding. Okay. Also, for whatever reason, it's a lot harder for women. <laughs> for women? Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. They, they, I don't they, know why either. <laughs> yeah. Um, Matt Johansson says, watching from Sweden, keep these up because I love them. Thanks, man. Thank you. How do you say thank you in Swedish? I have no idea. But I'm Thank a big you. fan of the hives. <laughs> They're from Sweden? Yeah. I'm a big fan of PewDiePie. How about that? There you go. Uh, now I'm all right all of a sudden. Marcos <laughs> Bar- Baratelli says, Congratulations, Will. Sure. Did we? Yeah, we did last week. Yeah. I forgot. Uh, you Sure, you will do a great job as a father. Now, Bob, don't let you get near her and infect her with all of your weeb stuff. <laughs> I'm going to introduce her to uh, Yao stuff very early on will oh great 
just gonna mail her some yao i gotta books. next time i go to our parents house i gotta go and get all that wonder woman stuff warner brothers sent me a couple years ago and just fill her room with it because already people are like oh she's such a princess we gotta get her princess things and i'm like oh. that's somebody's mom what that's somebody's mom our yeah. mother and i'm like uh she could be a warrior woman too you know I want to, I you know, I want to raise somebody who knows how to handle herself in a fight. Yeah. Also, princesses become generals. That's canon. <laughs> uh, just a man trying to learn says the the more I watch these videos, the more I realize I'm glad I don't care getting masters if it means having to one trick and put hours and hours into watching your game. Uh, but I still like these videos. What? What? <laughs> I don't care I... getting masters. Uh. I think that I think he's complimenting us. We must have been talking about something very specific. Uh, yeah. Are we talking about mastering a game? I think so. Or watching a game versus actually playing it? I don't know. But thank you for your comment. Anyway, a rogue Jordan says, "Welcome to the Nintendo Shill Club." Damn right. Oh, we had everybody on last week, so yeah. Whenever we have everybody on, we're all of a sudden like the the committee of people who are all in, in for nintendo that's okay when i uh i said today in today's video that the birds of prey movie looks better than the tv show um and somebody commented oh god i hope you're not an sjw shill and i i wanted to write back no i'm just a shill for ewan mcgregor wearing a big skull mask they over only his face. said that because you like a movie where it's women as the main character. I know. That's the I only know. reason why I'm, you're an SJW. I'm such a monster. Anyway. It's freaking birds. Of, that's their thing. Yeah. It's like Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, now we're in the chat for a hot minute because we got to get yes. the hell out of here. Uh, Sergio Aro with $3 says, Will, love your comic vids. Bob, are you short? <laughs> Me and Will are about the same height. Yeah, uh, the difference is uh, Bob is skinnier than I am. <laughs> yes. So that might... Uh, affect... I was taller than you at one point, but last time I went to the doctor, I shrunk an inch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I, I think we're even. If you ever meet me in real life, I slouch like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> yes, we are We are tall. We are long boys. I'm a long yeah. boy. Yeah. But we're, both, we're, we're tall. We are very tall. Uh, that's it for the super chats. Uh, I'm gonna read like two, and then we're gonna leave. Yeah. Uh, Juan Castillo says, "Will about five ten? No, we're both six, six one. feet. Yeah, or six one. I was six one at one point. Last time I went to the doctor, he said six, and I was like, ah, eh, try again. <laughs> Check again, please. Uh, David Juice says, "When I was getting my masters, I spent many hours watching the Wolf Bros. Well, you don't yep. anymore. Yeah." <laughs> Uh, Jesse Bols, Bo, uh, Bosler I tested Rogue Squatch in 64 and we didn't even know about the Naboo Starfighter we had to test it all over when they released the code and the new edition wow that's freaking amazing yeah was that for rating reasons well no because the, ga the game was already out by that point yeah but like then you have to reevaluate it and see if there's any new like you know like the hot coffee mod, when that got uh, discovered, they had to re-rate the game. Right, but the hot coffee mod was because there was 
doing yeah, it. Yeah, but there's new content that was undiscovered previously, so they have to rate it. Right, but again, just in hockey... this case, it it was even. Nothing. Right. There was nothing different. But what if yeah, there's a but... giant dick that you can unlock? You know. <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying is like unlocking a starship doesn't make national news. Right. Unlocking a scenario where you uh, have sex with a woman with your clothes on. That makes the news. What I'm saying is they have to rate every part of the game. So now there's a new well, undiscovered part of the game. Not that, that's why this guy has to rate it. Back in the day, they didn't. Back in the day, sometimes what they would do is they would just send a video of like all the most offensive stuff in the game. Mm-hmm. And like that's what they would use. After Hot Coffee, they became much more strict and they had to mm-hmm. see everything. Uh, Jesse also says the movie hadn't come out yet, but it was obviously super secret. Yeah. Uh, okay, let me find a good one here. Uh, thought I saw one, but then I lost it. Uh, Sukiyomi s- says, "How do you? How did you even mispronounce Yaoi so wrong? Aren't you studying Japanese? I honestly don't even didn't even know." the word <laughs> like i don't I, I i don't know the word like i i just know it started with a y had an a in it and oi yeah um uh midas says will have you played the uh marvel ultimate alliance 3 dlc stuff uh no i actually haven't touched it in a lo- that game in a long time but i know I don't know if X-Men came out yet, uh, but the Marvel Knights did. And I heard that was good. Sergio in the chat is very upset that they never released the Order 1886 Part 2. <laughs> Thank you guys very much for hanging out. Yes. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, Wolf Den Live is every single Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on YouTube.com slash Wolf Den. If you can't make the show for any reason at all, we always put it up as an archive version on Thursday for you to watch on demand whenever you want. If you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us you can do that as well we're also an audio podcast on apple podcast soundcloud spotify google play and stitcher and apparently podcast addict as well <laughs> and if you listen to us on any of those platforms please be sure to subscribe rate and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores also if you just want to watch a little bit of wolf den live maybe you want to see a specific segment and send that clip to a buddy then head on over to wolf den clips where our good friend eric henley takes uh this week's episode and cuts it down to bite-sized chunks for your viewing pleasure while you were doing that uh i meant to unbox this before but we didn't have a lot of time uh this is i yeah, discovered I this you, from a kevin I kenson doing that video. And i got distracted i saw this from a kevin kenson video uh this is uh a hoary play stand. You know the play stand we had that we used to, used to be in the little uh, nightstand in between us? Yes. We always pulled it out. This is yeah. a big one. Um, It's a little charge stand uh-huh. so that you can ch- stand the switch straight up. But yeah. this one has two USB ports and a USB-C input. Interesting. So you can ch- hold the switch straight up and plug in a controller like, for example, the GameCube controller adapter. So you can use this to play Smash portably. That's why I got this, because this seems like it'd be really interesting to do at some point. Yeah. Anyway, go to twitch.tv slash wolfden. Click the notification bell so you know when I go live there. Uh, Otherwise, thanks for being here and hanging out. And we'll see you all next time. Goodbye. Bye.